Hello, welcome to the Two Dads Podcast Live. I'm your co-host, Simply, and with me, we have, of course, Cheezo5. How you doing today, buddy? What's up, Dad? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, got some things to say about Two Dads Podcast. We're now, we're on iTunes, so we're killing it there. I believe we're on Google Play as well. So if you like the podcast, you like what you're hearing, you like the dads, please go give it a review if you want. Help other people find the podcast. That's how it gets a little more exposure. All right, give us a run through, though. How do we actually find the podcast when you're on iTunes? So I don't know about I don't know about Android because I do not have an Android phone. But on my iPhone, if I go to my iTunes app, let's open her up. La 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 la. Now, originally, when I Googled just Cheese of Five, that was the only way I could get it to come up. But mm. now, I think if I just search up Two Dads Podcast, the Two Dads Podcast, we are dun, 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 buffering. We're buffering. <laughs> <clears throat> Should come up here. Last time, yep. Yeah. And it's for some reason, it's using the old banner, but we're like fourth. For two dads podcast so if you just do some scrolling should come up but yeah without further ado and episodes usually are uploaded to the podcast the following day or the night it depends on once they're uploaded to youtube and and how lazy i am but anyway <laughs> before we get into this a uh, little interview discussion about motivation growing your game community We'll get more into that with Shift in a second. I just want to go over some news. Would you like to hear some news, Shizo5? Please hit me with it. I'm way too excited for this. <laughs> All right. Well, Enop broke his own world record in Majora's Mask any percent. Five days ago. Sorry, two days ago. He's got a 116.50 now. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I was about to ask see if he's reaching, if he if he reached 116 yet. Because I think one of his recent world records is like a high 117. That's crazy. Yeah. Dude, they're killing it. Well, it's they're still, you know, getting adjusted to that. Yeah. Yeah. Still optimizing from the menu equip glitch or whatever. And of course, we last week we heard that Shaden had bopped Nicro Vita, took him down in any percent, but Nicro Vita's not going down that easy. <laughs> Did get a 103.33 in Super Mario Odyssey any percent five days ago. And I believe he is on top right now. But they're gonna, of course, keep pushing that down. Uh, Linkus, our boy, 103, 18 in the Wind Waker HD any percent. That's HD, awesome. t the, the Wind Waker HD any percent and Mario Odyssey are like tied. They're like the same exact length. It's kind of cool. That's crazy. Yeah, dude, Linkus yeah. is even, Linkus, every week I see Linkus getting a new world record. It's, he's pretty, it's going pretty ham. Yeah. Linkus and Gymnast kind of going off. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing I'll say that I see here, we also have regular Wind Waker, Demon 9, 354-43. New world record by our boy. And yeah, uh, Cheese, you also had an interview with Darbian. You want to talk about that right. at all? So yeah, um, I actually posted it on, I tweeted it. But um, I didn't really talk about it much before because I kind of, well, it was it was very, it happened really quickly. Um, yeah, I had a, a, a basically a podcast like this one <clears throat> with Darby in mm -hmm. two days. Was it yesterday? No, two days ago. Um, with a guy named Christian Sears. He has a it's, it's a very small YouTube channel, but me and Darby mm -hmm. thought that it'd be a really good opportunity because we never had um, a, a podcast with two big Mario runners, um, different Mario games, but Mario related 
games mm-hmm. uh, in one podcast talking about the difference between 2D and 3D Mario games, which I think was really interesting. So I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's do it. Um, I tweeted it. It's on YouTube. You guys can check it out. I can post it later in chat as well. You can check that out. Um, I think it was really awesome. Cool. Um, I was just about to ask something. Damn it. It'll come back, mm-hmm. I believe. Something about the world records, and I can't... All right, yeah, so I found this. There's actually a Twitter uh, account called World Records in Speedrunning, something like that, that just posts Ooh. world records of every game in speedrunning every time someone gets a world record. And it's just... Okay. Dude, it's daily. There's so many runs that... So many new world records every single day. It's, it's insane dude, to see that. You gotta and, send me that. Like dude, that. and just games that I didn't even know were, like, a thing... <laughs> Or it didn't even really? exist, it just were records popping up, and I'm like, wow. It's really interesting. That sounds fascinating. I would love to have that link and per- through it, the world records is, to see what's going on. It's insanity. You wouldn't believe it. I don't believe it. That's why I need a link. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's, um, let's go on to today's guest a bit. Let's talk about this beautiful man and... He's a lot in. It's showing up a lot in chat right now, so I think everyone knows who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we seem to have oh a lot boy. of sh- a shift fans in chat right now. So today's it's guest to is none other than the shift himself. Um, he's a well-known runner now. He's one of the newest speedrunners as well in the community. He started uh, two to three years ago, and well, mm-hmm. he would give us a rundown of his experiences, and um, he got big really fast as well um speedrun spongebob um bob yeah and that game it, it i think that game as well climbed up really fast in the whole popularity scale and uh yeah you have anything else to say about him before we pop in him here i i think that's all we'll be talking about motivation and growing community but also we've got some other side topics we'd like to talk about so we'll see what happens but without further ado the legendary speedrunner shift welcome to man what's up babe? What's going on, boys? how's it going it's going all right i'm really tired <laughs> it's gonna be here though on right. spring break now i heard that's some yeah. good shit mm-hmm. got time that's to grind that's right you you what do you try to shoot for in a day usually like now now that you now that you have spring break what are you gonna try to shoot for every day in How terms of hours right yeah i played 11 yesterday Oh my wow. god! <laughs> Going off all my all, all SpongeBob. Yeah, pretty much the same game the whole time. Did you stream eleven hours or play? Yeah. Oh wow! Streamed eleven hours. I did any percent for nine hours, and then the other two hours I worked on some like routing and stuff for NG Plus. Awesome. A couple of runs. Yeah, it's a pretty cool category. Hmm. So, so of course, mm-hmm. you got your fifty-seven oh one. That was what two days? Oh one. That was yeah. like. Um, fourteen hours ago. Oh wow! Oh, shit. Twenty-four okay. hours before that, I got fifty-seven oh eight. So I've been going off. <laughs> so you're making moves happen. Crazy. Making moves, yeah, making moves. That's good stuff. I like yeah. it when people make moves. <laughs> Not just me though. Like a lot of people have been submitting runs and getting into the game. It's good to see. I'm gonna be making some new tutorials soon as well. I try Ooh. to do that like once a year. Make a bunch of new mm-hmm. videos, people to get into it. Nice. One thing I didn't have like two years ago that like when I started learning it, there was nothing to really teach yourself with except like watching the world record and learning shit. But now like there's a whole playlist full of stuff to learn from and there's a whole community to teach you. 
So that's part of why the game's gotten a lot bigger is because of like the resources and the people, like the community being open to helping people and stuff like that. That makes okay. sense. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Brave Squire, for the dime bits, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, look, this one tit from Ray Squire. Okay, um, so give us a little bit of a rundown, shit. Who are you? When did you start speedrunning? What is your inspirations? All right, Tell so you want to start yourself. with like, uh, yeah. Take us like to way back I, when. I got into speedrunning. It's probably an okay thing to talk about. Sure, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just right, take so. us back as far as you'd like. You can go back to middle school playing Call of Duty if you go, want, or you can like, <laughs> like, uh, like first semester of college. Say like. All right. I was I was distance running in college. Ooh. And yeah, so I, so I was like a, a long distance runner, like an AK runner. Mm-hmm. Came off of high Damn. school. Um, late in high school, like my the only good race I really had in high school was like a 429 that I got toward the end of my senior year in the mile. So I got yeah. sub 430 in the mile, and that was like the team was like, we want you to run for us. I'm like, all right, that's cool. So I did that for a semester, and I kind of got like a little bit burned out and with like mm-hmm. some like health issues, like asthma and stuff. I, I wasn't really. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really feeling it too much. So I, I ended up like having a really bad time trial and I didn't make the team. So during that time off, I was like, well, what am I going to do with myself now? Right. So I, I tried to play a little bit of melee. I, w- I wasn't really feeling it. But then I played a little bit of guitar hero. wasn't feeling that either. <sighs> then I, I found speed running. Right. So this started with my brother who, who told me about like, hey, listen, remember this game we played as a kid? Like there's a, a really sick speed run of this that i've never seen before and you have to watch it i'm like okay cool so i watched it and it turned out to be a task like it's the task that hazel oh. or it's personal or mm-hmm. they, they made that like two years ago or so mm-hmm. it's like a 105 on gamecube it's like super outdated but it was cool as fuck i'm like wow this is awesome like, i, I want to be able to do stuff like this so we sat down we, we pulled up the crt took the game out of the closet and we started playing it mm-hmm. and we started learning like cruise boosting and sponge gliding and stuff so I was doing, I was like telling my friends, like, this This is so cool. Like, you have to see the stuff you can do in this game. And like, oh, yeah. Like, some of them are like, oh, I've seen this before. Can you do this trick or can you do that trick? I'm like, no, I can't, but I can I can learn. Like, I, I can figure this out. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where, like, I was learning these tricks and, like, having fun with the game. Just, like, I never could have saw myself as someone putting that much time into a video game mm-hmm. or, like, sitting mm-hmm. down and speed running. But then I'm just like, you know what? I know all these tricks. Why don't I just play the game and do, do a run? So after a week of just, like, messing around with the game, I decided to do a run, pulled out my iPhone timer because I didn't know what live split was back then. Hey. Uh, pulled out my easy cap that I bought from a friend for like 10 bucks. <laughs> and I did a run and it was really bad, but it was my first speed run ever and it was pretty exciting to, to get that over with. But I have a, uh, did you know anything about the speedrunning community at all? Or were you engaged in speedrunning community? Did you have, did uh, you know anybody in it before you did that, bit. your first run? Yeah, I had, I had a friend who was like a big fan of Skater back in the day. Mm. And another friend of his is like, he um he wanted to get into speed running himself. My first exposure to speed running was not really a good one actually. I was over um mm-hmm. I remember this back in like I think like early high school. I was at my friend's house and we were it was like a pool day. Like we were going in the pool, chilling mm-hmm. outside and he invited a friend over who was just obsessed with OOT. Like he was in the basement on his Wii like practicing hesses and stuff, which I didn't know what that was at the time. Mm-hmm. So we were outside yeah. playing in the pool. And he's like, you want you want to go in and, and see if Jim wants to come out and swim with us? And I'm like, all right, cool. So I go in. He's sitting there like grinding away. This is before. Um, I don't really know too much about OT any percent, but there was like this one Hess like in the lake area that sends you all the way, like back when they used to collect the chickens in any percent, right? When when um yeah, 
when Narcissa used to play, right? Right. That mm-hmm. old route. He was practicing that, and just like, you've been doing this trick for three hours. What's up, bro? And he's like, I- I'm just trying to get good, man. I'm just like, I-, I don't understand why he's doing this. Like, it didn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you yeah. spend so much time on that? It's just uh-huh. a game, you know. So a few a few years later, I'm just like, I see myself doing the same thing. I'm like, I, I finally understand it now. Like, it's actually pretty sick to see yourself improve in something. Yeah, it was the first time I'd heard of speedrunning, though. So when I got into it, I was mostly only following, like, OT any percent because my, my friend was a huge fan of Skater, and he, that's, like, what kind of got me into, like, the serious side of speedrunning, people actually putting a lot of time into games and dedicating uh, thousands of hours to something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what well, was, like, my first exposure, like, very serious speedrunning, I'd say. Yeah. That's awesome. So you, so you took – you started playing SpongeBob, and it just – it just kept going like did you yeah. when you started you were you were saying it was a very small community yeah there were 17 runners on the boards and now we have uh i think i think we hit 222 today so it's it's gone pretty far and pretty it's quite the growth exponential that's awesome mm-hmm. it's not even just like um the number of players on the boards it's also the number of full uh, runs on the board runs, as well right like, yeah people have grinded this game like not just the 220 people who play like a good portion of those people have grinded the shit out of the game. Like they just they mm-hmm. keep um they it's keep like submitting their time proving it. It's a main focus. It's a main speed. Yeah, game. they're they're very dedicated to it. Yeah. So we're on the front page for most submitted runs. We're at like almost fourteen hundred now, which Damn. is a little bit past DK sixty four, I think. So That's it's it's up there. A lot awesome. of dedicated runners. The problem is just like growing the community. Is it's starting to pick up now more because people are realizing that people actually play the game. It's not just me playing. Because I'm the mm-hmm. only exposure a lot of these people see because I'm the big streamer who plays it. But there are a lot of people in the directory streaming all the time. And I try to urge people, like, stream the game. Like, you're growing the community by playing. That's very important for any speed game you play. So give people yeah. another chance to watch because I can't stream 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, if somebody else is in chat, um, it's like thinking about playing the game. Like, any game you're playing, any, Mario or SpongeBob or, <laughs> you know, OT, like anything like that, just stream it and you're helping grow speed running too okay yeah that's awesome okay so <clears throat> uh give us a little history about like the world record progression of spongebob from because i see I that <laughs> yeah you you showed me uh we have pictures here of of uh back in yeah, 2016 you wanna, you wanna, like, show the graph? yeah yeah i'm gonna post it in chat there's a link here that shift sent us yeah let me just go through like the uh Let's go through the history right now and just speedrun.com will load. There's a lot of traffic on this site now. Everybody's using it. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. It's got to load. So this picture you sent me here. What? When was this? What? What month? What year? Oh, that. Okay. With that the 107. Was, uh, 107 being the world record. That was early June of 2016, like right after I got the world record. Not even two years ago. That's insane. Yeah. So how long had you been playing at this point? um i think i started in the beginning of april so it was around two months a little bit more okay yeah there there were people who um who tried beating cole's record before i i should just go over the history of the game like briefly yeah we, sure. we have yeah, sure uh, since since runs since like 2010 people have been doing runs of this game but they weren't recorded because like sda was as you guys know, it was like difficult to upload full runs back then. Right. So people would just like talk about their times a lot for even the lesser known games. It's more common for that. But yeah. uh, there was a guy who who claimed to have a two or three hour time and then like a two thirty. 
So that was like the first exposure the game got to speed running was like 2010, 2011. And then a little bit later, like a year later, uh, you may remember her as it's personal, but Hazel started doing like serious runs in the game with Ptor Flex, and they were both like competing for world record for like a month or so. Mm-hmm. And then um, Cole, you guys probably remember Cole if you if you know about this game's history. He was like the he was like the big speed runner for this game before I was the big speed runner. Like he had like okay. a thousand YouTube subs. He was like moderately well known. Had like mm-hmm. maybe like 20, 50 viewers I think when he was on world record pace something like that. Like people knew about the game back then, but it just mm-hmm. never really took off because. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he was playing a lot, but it just wasn't enough to really like encourage people to run it, I guess. But he was yeah. he was like the big runner for this game. He took Hazel's world record, and he was playing from like 2013 all the way through like 2015. So he had the world record, and he brought it down to a 109.29. And at that point, like the game was kind of dead for a while until a Canadian runner named Fuff. He's a hat and time speed runner now. He's I think he's like top five or something now pretty crazy he's gotten really good at really fast because he's a really good speed runner but mm-hmm. he uh he beat cole's record eventually and started improving his own times in 2016 until i showed up around april at that point the record was a 107 and by the beginning of june i was able to take the record from him with a 107 15 and then he took mm-hmm. it back from me and i took it back Ooh. from him and Ooh. since i took it back with the 106 35 i've defended the world record up until this point with a 57.01. So I've almost improved my own time by like, well, I have improved my own time by, by more than 10 minutes since I got the record, but right. I've almost defended it for a full 10 minutes as well. That's pretty much where the game stands today in terms of like the history of runners. Uh, you had Damn. Cole, who was like the big guy back in the day. He's, his YouTube channel still like gets a lot of views as well. He's got a few videos that have like around 80,000 views. So the people mm. knew about the game, but I guess there weren't, there wasn't a sufficient number of resources for people to learn. So it never really took off. But when I started, when I first started running, I didn't even have the world record when I decided to do this. When I got sub 110, I said, I'm going to make a full tutorial and explain everything in the entire run. And since then, it just started to get a little bit bigger toward the end of 2016. In 2017, it really got big. And now you see like people have finally started to accept this game a lot more. And people are now submitting a lot of runs. We, I think we went up like 10 runners in the past, like, week or so to, oh week. wow yeah like people are really starting to pick it up now it's awesome that's crazy especially Sick. with like, the hype surrounding the new tricks and stuff yeah so new tricks what yeah. do we got well okay i guess since right. since you've started playing if, could you give a rundown of like how it's changed like how has the game evolved since you've been in and have you been a part of that process or is it other people that yeah. have found um, stuff? In the beginning, in 2016, when not a lot of people were playing, I was mostly doing the work because at that point, Hazel and Cole were both retired, and I was kind of the main guy doing the routing and strat fighting and stuff. But there were some, like, smaller things that people found along the way in 2016. But other than that, like, it was mostly me then. I improved my time all the way down to a one flat that year. The world record improved by more than seven minutes, which is pretty crazy. And then the next year, like immediately, the beginning, right before um, the beginning of 2017, right before GDQ, I got 59. And that was like, <laughs> at that point, like I was averaging 500 concurrent viewers. The game was starting to really pick up right before <laughs> I got into GDQ. And because of like that wave of popularity for the game, a lot of people picked it up. And also my stream got really big off of it too. And those two things, like the community building and the stream building, kind of they built off of each other to get to this point where we are now. But as far as new strats go, um, 
there were like a lot of casual things in the speed run before I really started to optimize it a lot more. Like um, there were there were tricks known, but they weren't being used because people couldn't figure out how to make them fast. Uh, there is a skip called Prawn Skip, which is like a he's a boss fight in the game that you can skip by going out of bounds and activating a trigger outside of the map. Mm. And that was known and it was used in TAS, but nobody could figure out how to get it to work in the run. And I believe uh, Hazel mentioned that Cole tried to make it work at one point, but he couldn't get it to be fast. But then mm -hmm. I figured out, well, like, if we bring back this old trick that people use in, like, 2012 and 2013 called mm -hmm. the Lemma Skip, which lets you get an early spatula that Ooh. makes the beginning of the game a little bit slower. But you sacrifice, like, doing stuff earlier to make the, the end of the game faster. And then you can okay. switch around, like, um, you know Blue Coins in Mario Sunshine, where you, like, you can trade them in for shines? Mm -hmm. There's kind of a similar mechanic in Battle for Bikini Bottom where you get socks and you trade them in for spatulas. So I okay. figured out that if we switch around the socks and collect more spatulas from that um, earlier on, mm -hmm. we, we switch around socks that would normally be fast if we did this casual thing that I wanted to route out. Um, I moved some socks around and added the skip and ended up working. So that was like the first really big contribution that I made to the game was making this skip work because... It was a really casual and dumb boss fight that just made the game look a lot less serious. And then after that, um, there was another puzzle minigame type thing that I removed again, which actually recently there was a skip found, clip through the entire thing and skip it, which is really awesome. So uh, back when I first routed this out, I took this stupid puzzle thing and replaced it with one of the fastest and most fun things to watch, which is like the, um, I don't know if you've seen like a full run of the game. It's the part mm. when you're like, no. It, there's no. um so we, we should show clips of some of this stuff if we can but mm. i guess like i can try to verbalize it there's just a, a very movement intensive part in Goon where mm. you you hit the you have to hit these balloon targets and it was considered to be slow and unviable until i i figured out how to do it on xbox because like with these version differences uh gamecube has different loading properties so it would work so that you can do this strat on gamecube but since xbox is the faster console it wasn't really thought to be useful but then i found out that you can if you start the route on the opposite side of the map you can the kids that you have to hit the balloon targets for they work in such a way that you can you can just run right through and hit all of them if you meet the cycle and that was considered to be like a super crazy strat back then but now like the entire top 20 or 30 is doing it so the standards have gotten a lot higher since that then. that tends to happen with speedrunning the more time yeah, exactly it's yeah. like stuff that was crazy back then is now like nothing now exactly People but get um, better yeah that that was like the second biggest contribution i made to the game i'd say a lot of the other stuff i found was just like more practical things like this is a better spot to activate the cruise boost this is a better um this is better movement you can do mm -hmm. here's an optimization where you can skip a ledge grab um but since 2016 like in 2017 a lot of new people who were interested in finding strats like uh, Alex97, who's a Dutch runner who picked mm -hmm. up this game. And uh, uh, Super Flare Star is another one who's put a lot of time into testing stuff. And he was actually somebody who found a skip that, again, opens up more routing possibilities for the blue coin sock things in the game. Mm -hmm. So it, it opens up to like routing some of the slower ones out. So you'd have like socks that were 16 eight seconds long that would take you to get but now the, mm -hmm. fa the fastest route that i'm running the slowest sock is four seconds because it opened up so many possibilities oh, for wow. finding that strat. Wow. like what what usually happens is like somebody finds a big strat and then i'm like okay how can i make this fast like how can i put it into the game and make it work so mm -hmm. when flare star found that strat that opened up the possibilities for the socks the damage boosting and stuff 
-hmm. said, okay, well, this can actually be used to remove a load here. And then we can switch these socks around that are slow here. So the routes ended up saving like over 20 seconds or something ridiculous. So it's Damn. just more the community building off each other with these strats and stuff that are found. A good example of this is now um, there was a player, Conquer Hacks, who found a viable clip into the rolling ballroom, which is the puzzle strat that I removed in 2016. He found a way to make it fast again by finding a clip into the ballroom. So when that was found, like people were testing it out and like hopelessly trying to like clip through. So mm. then I got on. And I figured out a strat that works every single time. Like I found a, a setup that works every time. So it was already Damn. faster at that point. And then Alex figured out that you could bowl the button that drops the ball immediately from loading into the level. So that saved a little bit of time. And then somebody, mm -hmm. um, uh, I think I think Accenter was the guy who found it. He found a way to get the ball to roll to the area where you need to use it to clip in faster. So it's pretty crazy how like how passionate this community is that something can be found yeah. like instantly and, and it just gets optimized just like that like within a week or so like, we thought yeah. it was saving like six seconds at the first night it happened and now it's up to like almost 25 seconds if you do it perfectly but obviously like Dang. it's a very movement-based strat so it's it, it can get faster maybe but it's also like you're not going to save the full 25 every time unless you're really good right. so when you say setup uh I'm not very familiar with the game. Is it is it anything like Zelda where like you can target a wall at a certain angle or what are the It's um like like you mean um I don't really know too much about Zelda either where like you 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 target to to line up your position and mm -hmm. okay it's yeah it's like that for a lot of tricks in the game. So I always describe this game as like being a very balanced like the most balanced speed run where you have like half your run is like more of setups and slow paced like lining things up pixel by pixel. And then the other half of the run is more movement-based, where it's like a Mario game. You string the movements together, like dives and stuff. So that the first half of the game, yeah. So like the first half of the game, um, think of it like um, being a child in OT, where you have limited abilities when you first start the game. And then when you grow up to an adult, you can do more things. It's mm -hmm. like that, where you have like your two main moves that you obtain in the game from beating the boss fights. So there are three main boss fights in the game. You have a robot Sandy, a robot Patrick, and then the final boss is a robot SpongeBob. But the first two boss fights, Robo Sandy and Robo Pat, when you beat them, you get power-ups that let you do more stuff. So okay. you beat Robo Sandy like 20 minutes into the game. That gives you the bubble ball power-up, which is like a projectile move, bowling shot. You can do like, again, with that, you can do some cool like trick shots and stuff like that to save time. And then you okay. have your second power-up that you get from beating Robo Pat like 36 minutes in. Mm -hmm. And that gives you the cruise bubble, which is like a homing missile attack. You just you fire it, and you can control where it goes. But... Uh, back in 2013, Hazel found a glitch where you can, if you activate these two moves on the same frame, whatever speed you're traveling at at that time, it's locked into your, your base speed. So you start, you, your momentum increases. So that's how we get the idea of cruise boosting, where okay. if, you, if you trap your speed when you're sliding against the surface, it doubles your speed, like your movement speed. Now, the thing is about cruise boosting is that it's it's very it's it's unique it's it's unlike anything i've ever seen in speedrunning before where yeah you're constantly if you're not even touching the control stick you're just being pushed forward it's like a hand, an invisible hand just pushing you forward so when you're when you're in cruise boost mode you can't really turn around mm -hmm. the, the skill ceiling for being able to stand in place even is very high like being able to stand still is something that takes a lot of players to takes a lot of time to perfect that and also like turning mm -hmm. around because you're constantly being pushed forward right and yeah. also, it's like um, you, you play melee simp, right? So, you know, like wave dashing, the better mm -hmm. an angle you had, the farther you go, right? Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. That makes, so that makes you sense. Have, um, 
it's similar with cruise boosting where if you have a better angle against the surface you're doing it on you get more speed stacked onto your base speed so there's a there's a skill ceiling for being able to one hit both frame perfect inputs to be able to do that and the mm -hmm. game runs at 60 fps by the way so it it can be kind of difficult to stay consistent at those things if you're not grinding the game and then you yeah. have your skill ceiling for like the angle you get against the wall to make you go fast and then you had the movement, which is like something that you have to just you have to play this game to be able to to get better at it because it's not it's not really something that really like builds on to anything else you've ever done in speedrunning. It's it's like a really strange mechanic, but that's why it's yeah. so cool. And I, I I saw this mechanic when I first started playing. I'm like, this I have to do this. This is so cool. You can just cross all these gaps and stuff that you wouldn't be able to before. It completely breaks the game and opens it up to like it's all these out of bounds skips and. And these cool jumps yeah. that are used skip no, a lot of love the, the movement in that game it looks incredible I'm not gonna lie it looks really it's fluent and yeah, yeah really fast paced uh a lot yeah, like I mario talk about um oh sorry what are you saying um it's simply asked about like if it's related to zelda in terms of setups but zelda's more like uh you know pause buffering kind of stuff you can't really do that in in spongebob yeah. especially with 60 fps pausing is one frame as well when exactly. you pause it comes up on the first frame and you unpause it comes up on the next frame oh all right then yeah so like <laughs> menuing that game is really hard too because when you pause like you can menu as fast as you can because every it, it's rea it reacts to every frame you press so if you watch a test like it just goes it goes all the way up and skips the entire menu. Wow. You can go from like the bottom of the menu all the way up to the top in like not even a second. It's it's so crazy because you can you can menu thirty times per second because you can you can go every other frame in a sixty FPS game. That's crazy. And yeah. because there are no like, I can go more into the one frames in a bit, but I also want to talk about um I had the privilege to speak to one of the developers who worked on the game as well. Oh, he is, wow. um, so like uh back in the day, I'll give a little history on like how this game came to be. There was um there was a studio called Big Sky Interactive that was given the first license to make a 3D SpongeBob game. And that okay. game is the infamous Revenge of the Flying Dutchman, which is like one of the worst games ever made. I think Pear Strike <laughs> has it up on the ballot for the meme run at SGDQ, which I'm really I'm really hoping it gets in because that game is so terrible and it's really funny to watch because of how poorly made it is. It looks like a comp sci project. It's that bad. Okay. But yeah, this game is so bad that uh the PS2 version doesn't even work. The game like consistently crashes on loading screens. There was not a single disc that didn't have that problem. The game was oh such a God. disgrace that um that it put the studio out of business that made this game. <laughs> like it was that bad. The GameCube version is still barely playable too, with the frame drops and oh, it's so it's so terrible. It forces you to 100% everything. They really just had no idea what they were doing. It doesn't even <laughs> feel like the re unlike BFBB, this game like the the references to the show. It just doesn't feel like SpongeBob. It's like a it's like a soulless yellow cube walking around in a desolate world with all the lag and terrible gameplay. It's, just, it's awful. But this Man. game was so bad. I bring this up because this game was so awful that it encouraged Nickelodeon to revoke the license from them and give it to Heavy Iron Studios, which is now known for like working on Disney's Infinity. Some of those people went on to work at Bungie, like on the um, the Destiny series. So these people are like mm. top-notch programmers, but they weren't really known at the time for anything yet. So this is like their big break. Like SpongeBob is coming up in twenty in two thousand two. SpongeBob was in its prime. Like this is their big chance to really hit it out and make a name for themselves. So what they did was um they put so much more time into this game than they had to. And in, in the year they had to develop it, the guy that I talked to who programmed SpongeBob's movement and the tongue sliding and stuff, like all the really mm -hmm. cool mechanics that make this game unique, he put sixty hour work weeks into this game for a year because he loved Damn. doing it so much yeah and 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 back in the day like people were always like they were they'd always talk about like 
screenshots of the game like look at how cool this is like they were really enjoying making it and it shows too because they even went out of their way to get the writers from the show to work on the game too so all the dialogue and the the character voice it's all scripted from people who actually worked on spongebob during its prime That's so awesome. the game ended up just being this uh i call it a masterpiece of a licensed game it's it's that good it's it's like on par with the simpsons hit and run if you ever played that one too that's another really fun game yeah it's a good game but um they they put a lot of time into it and that's why i'd say the movement and like the fact that the frame rate is consistent the graphics are so nice today it really shows like it's it's aged like wine They, they put enough work into this game to make it still hold up in 2018 i think that's pretty incredible okay so you actually ne- we actually never got the like act full name of the game. What is it? SpongeBob Battle to Bikini yeah. Bottom or something? Yeah, like it's that? SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom. Battle, so the plot of the Bikini game Bottom. is like Plankton makes a bunch of robots mm. and he he wants to use them to steal the Krabby Patty formula, but he forgets mm. to switch the switch on the thing that makes them to obey. So they all run amok and they <laughs> disobey him and they they attack Bikini Bottom. So your job is SpongeBob and. It's kind of like, um, I think DK64, you can switch between the characters, right? It's like that, right. where you can switch between, like, you have Patrick, which is, like, your heavy lifter character that, like, mm-hmm. throws stuff and stuns characters. And you have Sandy, who's, like, your your long-distance platformer that can hover around and cross really large gaps and swing on things. So you can switch between his, his best friends to stop the robots. And you travel through all these areas that are seen in the show, like Rock Bottom, Sand Mountain. You can even go into SpongeBob's Dream, where you can go into, like, the Texas level from the show. Where um you know they're they're falling in the like the uh the, like the Texas skyline and she falls in the manure. There is there's an actual level in the game where you slide around in in Sandy's dream and you like dodge trucks of manure. It's so cool. <laughs> they actually made the the show into a game, and you you have like all these different levels you go through to collect these golden spatulas that are used to unlock the new levels. So it's it's like Mario sixty four takes inspiration from that game and like banjo and. Uh, like pretty much any other platform at the time they took a lot of inspiration but they added their own twists on it too mm-hmm. like bungee challenges you get hooked you, you get hooked on a bungee and you hit you hit targets and stuff to collect things that's also a cool thing also like the sponge ball mechanic you can turn yourself into a ball and roll yourself around and you can like bounce off of walls and stuff and do really cool tricks with that so you do all these these uh, different things like you have all these different mechanics and ways to get through these games mm-hmm. you do until you get to the final fight which is in the chum bucket lab and then finally you have to fight a robot version of yourself that's being controlled by a robot version of Plankton who is controlling the robots because Plankton was able to get back in the chum bucket and switch the obey sign back to obey, but they're not obeying him. They're obeying robot Plankton. So then you have to defeat robot Plankton and the robot SpongeBob to win the game. Evil so that's why like the end of the game, um, the final level is not really a boss fight. It's actually like a platforming level because you, you fight the final boss, right? You take down the final boss and then you get teleported inside of the robot's brain or the, mm-hmm. like the inside of the robot. So the, fi- the very final level of the game is you fighting robots and doing platforming inside a giant robot and you win by destroying the, the robot's brain and taking it down. So yeah, just like shoot the homing missiles, right? It's a, very, it's a unique ending to a game. Like It's not just like... You fight the big bad boss, it's over. Like it's actually a platforming game. That it's very story, right? It has a big, yeah. a very big story in it. It's very story driven in that game. I like that's, that story. That's what it's I like about good. it. Yeah, it's a good one. I, if if you haven't played it, it's on GameCube too. Except I don't think that the uh, the GameCube version holds up as well, because you know, like GameCube games are all compressed and the audio balancing is weird. But it's still worth the play, I'd say, if you never tried it. It's very fun. It's that that was loud. Oh my god. What happened? 
No, something. <laughs> the donation uh, sound. Uh, okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, I usually turn my volume down whenever I do runs. Yeah, and I, I just I, check my my list for stuff. I usually yeah, so I, don't, I usually don't have the desktop audio that's loud, so it was like way louder this time. Dude, I like it. I was listening through one of our podcasts, and I just hear in the hey hey in the middle of. <laughs> the and yeah, and we'll just be in the middle of talking, and we can't address it. So it's just like a. I like it though. I think it's good to have those sound effects in there. Hmm. I just got all my alerts and stuff redone too. I commissioned a guy to make all my layouts and cards and stuff. Sick. That's another part too. Is like branding your stream, especially mm -hmm. as a speedrunner. The one thing I noticed between like melee streamers, aside from like Mango, and Hungrybox, and like Armada, who like who have who have a good idea of how to grow their streams. Obviously, Mango is exceptional at it. Like he has mm -hmm. a huge stream. Yeah. But like a lot of these melee players, like the smaller ones who are really good, they don't have very good streams because they can. I, I believe part of that is because they can rely on their um, their sponsorships to to make them like to give them a living, you know. Mm -hmm. But when you're speed running, like it's very important to establish yourself as a good streamer to continue doing the speed run stuff. Because if you have a good stream, if you have a bad stream and you're really good at speed running, unfortunately, like speed running. Well, it's unfortunate and fortunate. But I'll get into that in a bit. But like it's it's unfortunate somewhat that it's not merit paid it's not merit paid based where if you're really good at a speed run you don't always get paid for how good you are yeah, yeah like, I, I always reference you cheese when i talk about this like you have like like 300 subs or so like for, for the stuff you do with your game you deserve at least a thousand like for real though dude a huge part of it is my emotes man my emotes suck yeah like that's it's stuff like that's important you know like it's like people like you um even like the people who are really good at a game but they're not the best runner or they're not like streaming a lot like they, they're not getting paid for what they do either there's also the so fact it, that um subscribers, yeah, nice is, that, uh, subscribers is also all about consistency and because mario 64 yeah. i've reached a point in mario 64 where i can't really play that game all the time every day i have to take That's breaks and especially now mm -hmm. like i play for a few months or a month take a few weeks off, come back again. There would always be inconsistency. Um, so I always lose subs, have to gain it back, lose subs again, gain it back. You yeah. lose them fast too, too. Yeah, I've, yeah like I've they lost. just drop if you're streaming. Lost, that happens. Uh, I've lost like 150 subs, subs in the past month. I was at 1,200 subs going to GDQ and I got oh back to like, like 1,000 and then two weeks later, all the way back down to 600. Yeah, that <laughs> it happens. It just dropped. Man. That just is... being gone hurts so much right yeah um okay so let's get more into motivation in speedrunning like the main topic i guess we heard a lot about spongebob we know what the game is like a lot yeah. mm -hmm. um so let's get into the outside aspect around the game and around speedrunning in 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 your eyes like in in your life especially specifically what do you have to yeah. say about your... I think a lot of the motivation that I have in this game is applied from my history as a distance runner, as I was talking about right. earlier. Like, I had a coach who, he, the rule was you run every day. It doesn't really matter how hot or cold it is, you run. If That's it's a good coach. Out, He's already a yeah, good coach. <laughs> if uh -huh. it's 17 degrees out, you run. Like, mm -hmm. 17 degrees out, 10 miles straight, you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And if you do it slowly, yeah. then you're not going to get better. Of course. So that's that was his mentality, and I kind of adopted that from him because that's what I was forced to do for four years straight. He had yeah. a, a no vacation rule where if you if you took a day off, you you didn't get to run in the next meet, so you had to be there every day. You couldn't take any breaks. Had to do it, and 
I remember uh, one time it was freezing. Like I had like it was so cold that I had my 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 uh, my hat all the way below my eyebrows because my eyebrows were freezing and I, <laughs> I could barely see. And I, the, a tree branch like whacked back and and slammed me right in the nose, and I was bleeding for this whole run. Like I was just bleeding for ten straight miles at, in like seventeen degree weather, and I was just like. I can't imagine doing that now because it's so crazy. Like back in the day, I was just like brainwashed to do this, this crazy stuff. And I'm sure I'll be saying the same thing about myself, like five years from now, like, wow, I played SpongeBob SquarePants every single day for hours on end for two years straight. Like I had not even legitimately taken a break from that game since I started playing. That's crazy. It. I, haven't, I haven't felt the need to either. Well, I just played every yeah, day technically I, did. I didn't either with Mario until after about two years. Yeah um but I, so, I still have like a lot of motivation to keep going too I, you, i'm having fun still. you say that you were brainwashed um <laughs> do you mean <laughs> by like yeah so but again of course if you actually love what you're doing then you won't technically be brainwashed you would be happy because you're it's what you want to do so it He's all depends on yeah if it, it all depends on if you love what you're doing or not the thing is about running is that like i liked it i liked it because i had a lot of friends who cared about the, the team and it's another thing like with SpongeBob too, I've experienced the same thing. Where when I when I got on that team, it was awful. Like my sophomore year, we lost a lot of good runners, and we were just like it was the lowest. My coach said he he straight up said to us, "This is the worst the team has ever been." I hope you guys are happy with yourself or something like that. <laughs> like, well, that's great. So, but that just like that motivated us and a lot of like the new people coming up, like the freshmen, and I was a sophomore at the time. We wanted mm-hmm. to get better, and we got to the point where um, by the end of the year. We had a really, well, by the end of my high school career, we had a really, really consistent mile team. Like our mile times were like all within 10 seconds of each other. I was, I was the weak link with a 429 and that's not really Damn. that weak of a link, you know, and our best runner yeah. had like a 420 or something like that. So we were all like really consistent and it was really cool that we all motivated each other to get better at the sport. Wow, that's and I, I like that it, it grew, like the, the team grew a lot and we were able to get more people to join. And some people who like even people came over from soccer and got pretty good too, so it was awesome to like get people passionate about the sport in the school. Because like honestly, my high school had terrible sports up until uh, we got good, except for like the softball team was good. But as far as like like male sports go, uh, our football team was an embarrassment. Like we were the homecoming pick every single time for all the teams in New Jersey because our team was so bad. So the running was like really cool because it was something that our our school could finally like look at and be like, you know what, we have like really good athletes now. And yeah. that's something we didn't really have for a lot of my high school. It's like we, we weren't really proud of our athletics, but it was something that I could look back and be like, it's really cool that not only because like running um, is not really that accepted of a sport in high school. It's like, oh, you run for fun. It's the same thing as like speed running. Like, oh, you play the game every day. How do you have fun doing that? It's like the same obnoxious shit. So yeah, I, I honestly feel like my experience running has really translated a lot over to um, to speed running as well. It feels almost the same except – um. It's like I'm running the show, like it's my stream. I guess yeah. I feel like my own artistic take on it with like the uh I do this thing called like meme runs where I pick a really terrible game, I put a timer on the screen, and we just like mess around and like play audio clips from like memes and stuff. It's a really good fundraiser for the stream, but it's also a lot of fun because we just joke around the whole time. And it's a nice mm-hmm. break like every once in a while from the constant grind. Right. I actually yeah. have another one coming up. I did for a sub goal. I'm playing like the uh the Mario Party equivalent of um of spongebob it's called lights camera pants and it's actually a, a nine hour speed run because the 100 percent run of the game you have to beat the story mode three times to unlock everything and it's it's 
it's a really good game casually but as a speed run it's just it's terrible it's not a speed <laughs> game it's a, it's a complete meme it's a and meme i'm gonna game. be dying when i actually play that again <laughs> i've okay. done it more than once too but people just like they they love the they love the humor and like no they sometimes... just love the streamer you know suffering that's yeah what that's how you like you can do stuff like that to grow your audience too is like ultimately it comes down to like people love the mario runs and stuff but people ultimately like they're here for you and mm -hmm. i think that people the sooner they realize that it's like even if you're not performing well this is something like that i struggle with too because when i'm not performing well i get really down on myself and i feel mm -hmm. terrible about it but yeah ultimately you got to realize that like people are here for you and they want to see you it's hard Even to realize that like, too it takes time to really it's, it's also like with the it's, it's like with you and mario they want to see you and mario together right. but yeah. after a while yeah. like if you find like other ideas like if you get like i'll, I'll tell you like this the, the meme run idea when i when i first had that idea i was just like i'm not sure if this is going to work it's it's probably a bad idea i had like these uh these these joke fake gamer glasses that i put on as like the, as like one of the gags in it but I'm like, this is such a terrible idea. I'm just gonna be a clown. <laughs> but people love it, and I don't know. If you get a really good idea, like sometimes, sometimes the ideas that you feel like are are the worst, they end up being the best. It's it's weird like that. The things you're unsure about sometimes work out. Right. So I'd say like definitely taking risks for your stream, especially as a speedrunner. Um. I I understand like the consistency and like playing smart, like that. That's all stuff that's important when you're in the runs, but. Again, like taking risks with how you run your stream is also really like important thing to do. I think because with speed running, people expect the same thing every day. You know, they expect yeah. you to do the same category every day, practice, practice, practice. But <laughs> I think it's really fun when you can like mix it up and be like, "Hey, today we're gonna just like joke around and do this thing right. after we do runs." You know, it's like you have your you have your serious time, and then you supplement it with your fun time, and that's how you really get people to appreciate the stream more and your personality. And do you, do you think that doing that, like having them stem from sub goals, do you think that's a good way to use sub goals? Do you think sub goals are pretty important? Yeah, I believe so. Um, if you can meet them and make time for them. The thing is with sub goals is that like, especially lately, because I've been so motivated to play battle, hmm. is that I usually have the sub goal and I say, okay, once we meet the sub goal, after my next PB, we're going to do this. So I'm still motivated to beat my time. And then once yeah. I do that, I'm like, all right, let's do it. So we, I got the 57.08 like two days ago and we played mm -hmm. Mario Kart and it was a lot of fun because you had the pressure off. That's another thing too, is if you wait until after you've, you've relieved that pressure, you have so much more fun doing it with your chat. And again, like yeah. that's something you can't fake. Take it from me. You can never fake like emotion on your stream because people, it's it's very obvious. No, people when eat it up. Yeah, when you're not happy. Yeah, people, people can tell when you're not happy. Of course. I don't even try to hide it. Like I get mad, I get sad, I get excited. Like I don't, it doesn't bother me if people see how I actually feel, because there's no point in hiding anyway. It seems to me it seems more pathetic if like I watch a streamer like who's obviously not happy with themselves and they're they're forcing themselves to do something and like oh that's okay like I just lost my run to RNG, <laughs> I lost the run to RNG, I lost my run to uh to making a really dumb mistake late in the game. Huh, <laughs> that's funny. Let's just go again, guys. And like you can see like. The smile just slowly fades away from their face to see what they're actually <laughs> or quickly. feeling. Uh -huh. And it's just like, ah, this guy's just this guy's just trying to impress his viewers. I don't know. I, I can't do that. I have to just be real the whole time. Yeah, I'm the same exactly. It's so stressful too. Like you're you're spending we have a limited amount of attention that we can give to things like that. Especially if you're speed running, like 
if you're trying to focus on playing the game as best as you can, especially with like such an optimized game like Mario 64, like mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't fake it. I'm I, I know like I'm not I'm not speaking to you personally, Jesus. I know you're you're one of the people who like you're perfectly fine with showing how you feel, and mm-hmm. that's what I really admire about you too is that you can do that even when people are like being shitters about it. We can talk about like the chat stuff, like keeping your chat under control later, because I know we wanted to simply mention we want to talk about that too. But like, I think that being able to express yourself and being comfortable with it in a constructive way, because a lot of times when you get mad, like when I say you, I mean like me, like when I get mad, um, it's not that I'm giving up or I'm letting myself get tilted. I'm just letting it out. I'm just letting myself express it so I can move on. I mean, like last night, um, what? I got really, really furious at this game right. because I was on a run that was minus 15, leaving that frame perfect trick all the way at the end. That's entirely field based, you know, fast nut. You probably heard of it. Okay. I was minus 15 and I had a 416 Dutchman split, which was improved by like 13 seconds. So I'm like, this is it. Like, I'm going to get a really good run and I'm going to be able to do 100% for a little bit. But I just got so distracted with like, this is finally it that I just, I don't know why I just, I just choked the whole thing. And I was so upset, but I took like, I tried doing another run and I was so frustrated that I couldn't even play. So I just mm-hmm. stopped for like, like five, like five minutes. I just gave myself like, okay, chill out. Like just think about what you're doing and play. And then the, the very next attempt I got, I beat my time by seven seconds, I think. Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so like sometimes like just, stopping and like expressing yourself and then just thinking about what you're doing because if you just if you just blindly like shout and yell and you lose your control like you have to be able to bring it back if you're going to do that so i think any anything that you do has to be for like a reason right. you have to have some some handle of control sometimes it's okay to lose control but mm-hmm. as long as you know how to bring it back like that's the important thing just moving yeah. forward because the next the next day if you're thinking about that run you lost like that's over. Like that's that's not here anymore. There's nothing yeah. you can do about it. What is like thinking about it in terms of like what can I learn from this experience is more important than just saying, I lost this run. I could have done this, I could have done that. Because as soon yeah. as I let go of it, which was obviously really hard because that was the first good pace that I've gotten past that trick in like, you know, um five months, six months. Oh damn. I've been getting I've been getting decent runs that have been constantly PB because like I can't seem to get a really good run that passes that trick. So I finally got it. And I'm just like, this is it. And then I lost control. But then I, I took it back and I said, okay, you need to think about what you're doing. Go back in this yeah. run and do it again. And I nailed all the frame perfect tricks and I, I ended up beating my time by a little bit. So that's that's also important too is like I think control is a big part of motivation as well. Um, too much control feels like you're becoming a slave to your game though. I remember there was a runner... Um, uh, I, by the way, no no shade. I love this guy. Um, Konosumi used to run this game, and he would never get mad on stream. He would never get mad ever. Like he was always completely tame. Mm-hmm. And he loses a run, he'd be like, "Oh, dude, that sucks. Oh well." Like right. he knew inside, he was just like, "I can't deal with this shit anymore." Right. So he he burned out really quickly because I think in part that he just wouldn't let himself like express. Like how frustrating this game is because I have not seen a single person who runs this game not get mad or frustrated or be like, fuck this shit. I hate this. Yeah. That's it's, a, it's a really that's frustrating a, that's a, game. That's a really good like, point. Like seeing something like that is just like, there's no way he's going to be able to keep this up forever. That's and a really good point not, that you made though with uh, yeah. getting um, 
with too much control and like never getting mad or just uh, getting really emotions like that, that you could get burnt out really fast. I think that's a really true point because I thought about that too, but I wasn't sure about it. But I think it's really true where a lot of people yeah. that never, totally never that. just try to stay calm, force themselves to stay calm all the time. They get burnt out a lot faster and they, they just, they one day arrives and they're just like, their body physically and mentally can't do it anymore. And then they just like, nah, it's not worth it. I'm just getting too mad. And I don't, I'm too scared to express my madness. So I'm just going to yeah. stop playing now. I can't handle it anymore. But when you just like goes on to the topic of fear as well and insecurity, mm -hmm. like being afraid to express yourself is also, if you're, if you're even a little bit insecure, like it's toxic, like it just spreads. If you feel insecure yeah. about one thing, you start feeling insecure about yourself and your runs, your tricks that you're doing. You'll you'll end up missing things that you practice for hundreds of hours if you're just a little bit insecure about it. Like the most important thing going into that trick at the end of the run, it's 50 minutes in. Fast nut is like a is a movement based trick where there's no good visual cue for it. You just have to feel the frame. You have to know where that mm. one sixtieth of a second is, and if you miss it, you lose 20 seconds and your run's dead. That's um, crazy. So yeah, that's it's really well. You lose twenty seconds because you you jump over this huge gap to even begin the trick in the first place. So you're you're all in. Like mm -hmm. there's no there are no brakes on the train. You're going. That trick is coming, and you're gonna have to hit that frame or you die. There's no way around it. So you're just going over that gap and seeing like all the like it's such a huge pit that you're about to fall into. You have to hit that frame or you're done. So just like being able to go over there, like if you're even a little bit doubtful. If you're like, I'm, there's a possibility I missed this trick. Like, th that's another thing, too, about, like, protecting your ego when you speed run two that I'll get into off of this as well. Like, mm -hmm. if you're 100% confident that you're going to get it, and then you get it, it makes you feel really good about yourself. And you're mm -hmm. like, I knew I was going to get it. I'm a god. Mm -hmm. But then if you miss it, you're just like, I'm so stupid. I suck. Like, how did, how did I miss that? I was so sure of myself. So, like, you're running a risk. Like, not only are doing that trick are you running the risk of actually like losing your run, but you're also running the risk of hurting your ego as well and your confidence. So if you're, if you're 100% sure, which is like absolutely necessary to do this thing, if you're 100% sure of yourself, like I'm going for this specific frame and you miss it, you just feel like shit. And you're just like, that's, I, I think that's, right. I think that's like the worst feeling you can get. Yeah. When you're so yeah. confident and you miss it anyway, and you have to be too. You yeah. just feel like, you know, like the whole world is against you. Like how the hell could I have missed that? <laughs> but yeah. if you're, if you're in unconfident, Inconfident. I don't even know. Yeah, if you're not confident in in what you're gonna do, and then and you and you don't pull it off, it's like okay, like, well, okay, well that was my fault. Anyway. I'm stupid. So. But how can you be successful if you're gonna constantly feel like you're gonna miss it? You know. Right. But that's yeah. why, like, it's so stressful doing tricks like that and hard things in games. Like, the harder stuff you add to your run, the more you're giving yourself the opportunity to fail. And because you need to be so confident to do these extremely precise tricks that are, like, if you're even a, a frame off you're done mm -hmm. it's just like it's the ultimate form of just like i was i, I believed in myself and i couldn't do it so is the run really over the frame. yeah it's a run really over if you miss that frame perfect trick like if you can't at this continue. moment in time um because that huge skip was found fortunately there are still some really good runs that i can get that miss that trick and still pb i've, I've only pb missing fast nut once and that was the 5708 that i just got right okay but, uh, and yeah. is this so it loses 20 seconds. So, yeah. But if you're not really top level, of course, it doesn't really matter that much. Or you won't even do that oh, trick in the first place. Right. Yeah. Okay. Nobody, trust That's what me, I like, thought. Nobody, 
nobody wants to fuck with that <laughs> it's it's really it's like torture because you, you you're 50 minutes in you have a good run going you miss the trick and it doesn't even matter yeah torture is yeah. the ultimate yeah. form of like not being attached to your runs that's another thing too is like i know you've talked about this as well like a run can die at any time you can't be attached to it and this is the ultimate form of like not only i'd say that the harder part of this is not just learning how to not be attached to your runs up until this trick but after you get the trick not becoming attached after it because then you'll mm -hmm. play like shit because you're like i have this in the bag you know mm -hmm. because it's so easy that once you get that trick you're just like i have to close this out like i'm not going to get this again for like a week so you're thinking to yourself i can't let this i can't let this slip it's it's harder that's where to, all the nerves come from exactly because that's that's where it starts you're just like it's just learning to not get attached after you do something something successful like it sometimes that's more important than being able to detach yourself before it happens you just have to look at it objectively like i got this trick i'm gonna do what i practice you know i, I say i say preach what you practice because if you practice something you got to preach it you got to do it if, you, if you're gonna do an easy strat like I love, I love um, referencing like Nindide's one fourteen forty, where he went for like a, he 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 lost a lot of runs to something he'd been practicing, and he he went for an easier version of the strat, mm -hmm. and he didn't get it because I guess part of that was like he wasn't confident in it and he hadn't been practicing it. Mm -hmm. So, in in a lot of cases, you're more likely to get the harder strat if you've been practicing it. Uh, yeah, of course. So yeah. People, when people ask me like. Why don't you go for Texas Sponge Glide if you're on a run that's minus 25? Well, obviously that's like an extreme case because that never fucking happens. But the game's too optimized. Like people ask me, like if you could PB without doing fast nut, would you do it? I'm like, no, because that's 15 seconds that I work my ass off to say it. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole point. That's what it comes. You want to do it? Exactly. Yeah. Over the summer, um, it took me because like I was the first person to start doing it in runs. It's it was a task strap before I started doing it. So I had to find like a, a like a mentally like consistent way of looking at this trick and, and doing it and just feeling how it works. So I would spend like five hours a day just doing that one trick. And I've, I've almost passed out on stream playing so much at that level. It's just like it's like highway hypnosis. You, you keep doing it to get yourself into the mode of not thinking. So when your brain shuts down in the run or you shouldn't do that. If your brain happens to shut down, you want to be able to do it off of muscle memory. But you want to think. You want to think when you're doing it, but it's hard to, to think without overthinking. So it's just yeah. like the right, the right balance. It's very steady. It's like a good balance you need to have when you go over that gap and you're, it's just nerve wracking. There's so much distance you have to cross because like, again, this game is like frightening at times with some of these tricks because it has, <laughs> in my opinion, the best damage. You're just terrified. Running. People <laughs> say that um, cruise boosting is like the main thing, like cruise boosting and levitation are the things that make BFBB what it is. But I think <laughs> it's the damage boost where you like, you set something up and get launched over a huge gap. That's like, because you get launched so far when you get hit by something, because he's like a little sponge, you know, like you hit him and he goes flying. Mm -hmm. So you can just hit, you can just hurt yourself to get launched places. And that's like the oh, coolest wow. part of the game, but it's also like the most nerve wracking part of the game is you have this huge gap to cross. And if you don't mm -hmm. set it up perfectly, in some cases, you're just done. You, you can't make it. And then you, every, every single one of those is punishable by death. It's brutal. <laughs> that's crazy. That, wow. Yeah. The amount of the stuff that I that are in SpongeBob and all its tricks, and being a 60 FPS game, that sounds really scary yeah. indeed. This yeah, game, I'm, I'm so interested. I, like people probably struggle with is like mm. the the constant thought in the back of your head, 
why am I putting so much time into a SpongeBob game? You know, like people, I swear that's something. <laughs> the that's inevitable question about. everybody has to ask themselves. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure SpongeBob. people think about that. Like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I playing this SpongeBob game that nobody cares about? But I think that's getting better now because people do care about it now, and that people are appreciating how cool the run is and how challenging it is. Right. More mm. people are picking it up. It's but definitely the- a harder than it looks game because a lot of the stuff looks very simple, right. but you wouldn't. Unless you tried it for yourself, you wouldn't be able to the see question like, is, though, how weird it is. When you started playing Spongebob, did you think, did you have those thoughts? Like, why am I going to play a Spongebob game? You know, why am I choosing Spongebob? Did you have those thoughts? Oh, I think everyone has it just a little bit. But mm-hmm. I, I always felt like... Because I, I love the game so much and it's something that was really cool to me. I, I started with this, like, a really small stream too. Like, again, when I started streaming because... My laptop had such low capacity, I couldn't record my runs on my on my disc, so I had to stream them. And then people happened to start liking the stream. That It was just raw gameplay with horrible audio balancing and rainbow-colored splits. It was terrible. It was like one of the worst streams on Twitch. Mm-hmm. But people loved watching the game, so I started like mm-hmm. opening up more and like showing my face and improving the quality and the, the frame rate and the contrast of the video. That's another thing, too, is like the presentation to make it... Yeah, like, quality of stream. Is yeah, quality is huge cheese chest pixel right <laughs> we had that topic with mr llama and he talked about the same thing in the third episode of the podcast where he talked about quality of stream is so important for building a community and really encourages people to watch and then um after they watch a while and they start wanting to try the game out mm-hmm. yeah that's happening now like people who have watched this game for like two years or so they're saying i can't believe i'm finally playing this now after watching it for two years right that's how like how how long do you think Mario has been streamed for? Like, like how how? I mean, streaming since, hasn't been since, around for that long, right? Since Justin TV was out, since Twitch was yeah. out, <laughs> Mario 64 was a thing. With I mean, Siglamic was streaming when Twitch came yeah. out, and people just love the game so much they just keep playing it, and people keep growing onto it and watching these streams. Yeah, it's exactly. it's the cycle, you know. That's why it's mm-hmm. the it has the most runs on TwitchSpeedrun.com. Mm-hmm. I, I can't see... I think Odyssey's starting to die out a little bit in terms of growth. Um, it's definitely hard. not as high as before, but I, I think yeah. it makes sense too. I mean, the yeah. Odyssey is not going to keep growing as it, as, it, as it was when it came out. That I mean, that would be kind of impossible. It will die down in terms of growth because it's, people I just start... I the game's like not... Like, there's not enough passion behind it like you see with Mario yes. 64. Because it's a new game, I think, though. That's a, I think that's a huge yeah, factor why. Very, it's a hype game. Yeah, but we'll see in the future how it goes if it actually remains as like the top speed game. I think I would guess that um, like maybe long down the road, like five or ten years from now, if speedrunning is still a thing. I people are going to be nostalgic for it and go back to it, and then it'll become like one of the things that people just can't they can't like detach themselves from because right. nobody's like right now. It's just like a fun thing people play. But Mario, like I'm sure you guys all grew up with that game. Like it's something you love and you hold like yeah. close to your your identity. That's something that people like again the viewers as well they want to see this game and sometimes you'll notice like people say they, they watch the game not because of the movement not because of you or anything they just they just like they feel attracted to the game because it's part of them you know like it's something that they they grew up with and they they know very closely they don't know why they want to watch it but they just do and i think spongebob is also like another one of those games not nearly to the same scale of course because the game only yeah. sold like it sold half a million copies on xbox like and a, a million on like 1.5 million on like PS2 and a million on GameCube. Like it sold a lot of copies, but like 
not not like anywhere new to the scale of like that game but yeah. it does have a cult following for sure and people are like m- more people are discovering it now like if you know who ray brown man is he's like a really big streamer also a, a friend of mine on twitch he played it he did a playthrough of that game and he loved it fire dragon did it and he's like he even said himself like i didn't know what to expect going into this game and i ended up loving it i never really talked to somebody who played this game so i didn't like it it's pretty weird like it's if, I guess if you like SpongeBob as a kid, like that's I, I, I want to play the game. I SpongeBob was <laughs> yeah. my favorite show as a child, and when I watched the game, it's like wow, this is so cool watching a SpongeBob game. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think I would definitely really enjoy it as well. That's a game where like if you play it casually, you're gonna appreciate the speedrun a lot more because there are a lot of yeah. tricks. And, that always and happens, skips. yeah. Yeah, there, but like especially with this game, I'm, uh, it's like unlike anything you've seen with how broken it is because there there's a skip like every 20 seconds or something like that it's so crazy right. it's because like especially with cruise boosting you're breaking the entire game the developers didn't expect you to be able to jump all these gaps and like yeah again like you have like your your moves like your uppercut move your your ground pound move but like what you can do with these moves once you have cruise boosting is when you press these buttons like the the, the uppercut move you're still being pushed forward so it's like a super jump your, your uppercut that you normally stand in place with like that you bash up on that's like your that's like now your super jump move and now like um your dive like your dives in mario when you when you do your ground pounds in that game when you when you have cruise boosting active you get more distance as you as you're like ground pounding so as you're being pushed like the ground pound starts here and then the ground pound ends here it gives you like a little bit more space to, to jump gaps so see like um i can i can show you possibly a clip of this if you want to put it on the stream yeah it's a good example of um how you string movement together in this game i'll just have me wear that yeah let me find uh figure out a way to show it on stream rock bottom museum is a really good segment to show you could probably just flip like make a new layout and then just window capture that and then we could flip back or you could just lay it on top of the layout that would probably if you have another so to do I'll, that. I'll show you like um some movement that's like pretty typical for let me open this before up. you have cruise boosting mm-hmm. like what the game is like before you can do that stuff okay so this clip we're watching this clip you sent me right now what exactly is it about oh you should watch the one that i just sent first right yeah i just got it on discord Wait, which one the, is the it? The one that I just the one that I just sent just now. Like I sent two of them. So you want me to watch the second one first? The second one first, yeah. That's what the game's like before you have the cruise boost exploit. Okay. Um it's a it's a the video with the um, fifty seven oh one, right? Yeah, I, I took a timestamp from it. Right, four twenty seven. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Alright, so like I'll wait for it to show up on the stream just so I can see what you're looking at. All right. I'm watching it right now, baby. Yeah, you can probably get like a transition slide eventually with like the... I love the music. Yeah. Oh yeah, the music is great. They took a lot of time on it for sure. There's another thing too, like it's lighthearted and it feels like a SpongeBob game too. So this is what you're doing before you have cruise boosting your... You, you only have the ability to like slam on stuff and just like jump around. It's it's still platform intensive, but it doesn't look nearly as impressive. <laughs> so you have like a very slow speed as well. 
just kind of walk around. You press buttons. I missed okay. that one. <laughs> that, that's kind of a... That's something that you get tripped up on sometimes, hitting those buttons. Because sometimes you don't go completely over them. Alright, you can... That's all we need to see from there. Okay. And then you, and then you can look at the first clip okay. that I sent you. The one with 3857 stamped? Yeah. Okay. It's up. But yeah, it's exactly what you'd expect from like a normal, typical platformer game. You're just walking around, hitting buttons and stuff. So this is now with cruise boosting. So, um, you'll see the first thing I do when I enter the museum here is I, I do the cruise boost, the double frame perfect trick on this wall, which I missed actually. So I'm gonna do a sick recovery strat. You're gonna see I'm gonna bounce off the, uh, I'm gonna damage boost up to the tire. Ooh. So, yeah, that's the recovery strat if you miss it. So now I gotta do another one over here. So you can stack two of them or what? What's yeah, so what I'm doing with... is, when I do it the first time, I'm stacking the speed of walking into the wall, and then when I do it the second time, I'm, I'm stacking the speed of walking to the side. Oh. Uh, okay, yeah. so, so your speed after that, when you start moving, is faster. It's like double the speed. Yeah, and now watch how I have this. I got the spatula. I'm not in control there. Like, the game is pushing me forward. Yeah. Because you're There's something like this in Mario, too. Yeah, whatever way you're facing, the game forces you into that direction. Okay, and it's actually... Oh, okay, it's like... It's like Mario, but it's actually the opposite. When you build up speed, yeah. where you're facing, you go the opposite direction. Yeah, that's what like, like, um, long that's jumps. like owls, right? How you, you get into the cage. Um, like, you bounce up the opposite way, and you you. No, I meant like back. in the in the in the sense of. Uh, can I pause the video now, or? Yeah, you can. I mean, okay. if you just let it run, it's gonna show you more like um, it's gonna show you more of the, okay. the movement stuff. Here's the damage coming up actually. I'll let the damage boost later. Oh wow, that's in yeah, that's incredible. Oh, that there, this good. used to be frame perfect, but Alex ninety seven found a setup to make it like really simple. Nice. That's one of the smaller ones too. Fast nut is a huge one because you have all the speed from cruise boosting and the damage boost, and and you also have like when your camera turns down on you, you also get more speed too. When with camera manipulation. Okay. So, so um the. Yeah, but, but you see how like, of... I'm doing the ground pounds here to get more distance. Right. Um, okay. Maybe, maybe I did it here. I'm not sure if I did it here, but there, like in in the museum area, you can see it if you go back a little bit to the uh, the part that I time stamped. You can see how like um, I use the uh, the ground pound to get on top of the light bulb, to get up to the ledge with the sock, so you can use it to string things together. And the, the ground pounding in this game also has a unique property where, like, some of the smaller objects, if, if, you, if you slam on them, you don't get stuck to the ground. Like, you don't squish on the ground like normally a ground pound would do. It's like a ground pound, but if you if you slam on a really small object, it pops you back up so you can, like, bounce around with it. And that's okay. why it works in the museum, where if you, if you do the little ground pound on the light bulb, it pops you back up so you can get up to the ledge. So there is some, like, you have to, when you run this game, you have to know, like, which areas you're you're bouncing on and what they do to you so like if if you slam on one object you might get stuck to the ground and slide off but other ones you'll bounce off a little thing and you'll you'll gain control immediately I'm watching... so it's a lot about knowing the level design too you have what? to know your surroundings i'm watching what it. you're watching right now is the new skip that was found by the way right the ballroom. yeah, That's yeah crazy. so what i'm doing here is i got a cruise boost to make myself face into the um the case and then i use the momentum of the ball to push me in so that skips an entire stupid puzzle thing. You have to, like, you get the ball wow. on the tracks and you have to go through all these little puzzles. It's really dumb and okay. super casual. Wow. But yeah.
This is the part that um, you're about to see kids, which is the, the balloon thing I was talking about earlier, where you get the cruise boost and then you meet the cycle to hit the kids. So right now, okay, I just, you'll see it soon, but you just did the, the what's it called? Cruise? Cruise boosting. Cruise yeah. boost. And you started, you got the extra speed, but it's a speed, how long does it last for? The extra speed. Until you get, until you get damaged or if you use a bubble bowl to cancel it. So it's until, or also if you leave the level. If you leave the level, die. Um, wow! So you just keep the whole yeah. the speed throughout the entire. Yeah, it just it stacks on and it's it's like stays there until you get hurt. Even if you stop so... moving, you still have the speed if if you keep moving again. Yeah, if you stop if you stop moving your control stick, the game just keeps pushing you forward. Like watch wow. when I get the next spatula. Like you'll see like when I collect the spatula, I'm not in control. The game's pushing me as I'm moving, like that's... as I'm just like sitting there. That's so, so pretty much like um, in NG Plus especially, there are some strats where if you angle your control stick in a way where like you're facing a direction that can push you toward your next objective um you, you kind of like rely on the game like okay i'm i'm betting that this angle that i'm facing right now is going to push me in a place that one won't kill me and two will save me time so you see like when i got that spatula how i get like closer and closer to the camera until i go up those stairs that's not me actually moving the game's just pushing me in right. that direction i was about to ask you about that yeah yeah <laughs> that is so interesting and broken. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it really is like, especially not even with the cruise boosting stuff too. Like just the the gaps you can cross in this game are you insane. Without it, just with the damage boosting too. SpongeBob so, Stream has a lot of them. If you want to skip to um, I think like 50 minutes, you'll see Fast Nut. Oh, I want to see Fast Nuts. 50 yeah, minutes. Fast Nut. You have one frame that is. You have three frames before the uh, the frame where it comes out. So you have to time the one frame button press and you can't, well, for that particular trick, you actually can mash, but mashing is unfavorable because again, in a, in a 60 FPS game, mashing isn't going to really help you too much. All right. So let me get this straight. Um, fast, not exactly. What does that mean? Cause I'm, I'm watching this stuff. I don't really know what to <laughs> Okay. Where... So in Sandy's dream, you have to go through a slide to get all the way to the end of the objective. It's like a three minute slide, super casual. You have to go across the Texas slide to finish Danny's dream, and then the spatula you get is on top of a giant acorn at the end of the level. Oh, so did so, you already do it yet, or? No, I'm about to do it. Oh, okay. Sandy's dream. When I walk into the tree, the tree dome in SpongeBob's dream. Oh, here we go. So you're yeah, Sandy like, right now. Pictures of cool. It's set up like a, it's set up like a hub inside of a hub. You go into the dream world from the original hub, and then you have like other worlds stepping off. That's like something unique about this game that I really like about it for its time is that it added like hub worlds within hub worlds. It's so cool. But yeah, here we go. It's fast nut. I just you saw it, yeah. And you take you cross that huge gap to the objective. And you can see like all the Texas slides like wrapping around the map. It takes so long to get through here casually. But you just use that what kind of Oh my god. To cross it, the gap, yeah. It's funny actually, I wanna watch it again. I see But it's so hard to like do that and just be like, all right, cool. I, I got I could it. See. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I could see your face right now. Like there's like a tiny smile in your face. Like, oh my God, yes, thank God. You're kind of acknowledging, okay, I just did it. But at the <laughs> yeah. same time, you're trying to stay really, really calm. Exactly, yeah. Cause after that, like you still have to do so many cruise boosts. And... Right. I, I mean, even though like cruise boosting is a more muscle memory trick than a reaction based or a feel based trick. Mm -hmm. Like you run up, you press the buttons at the same time. It's still pretty easy to fail it if you're under a lot of pressure. Because like, you've so seen what an, what an OG Xbox controller looks like, right? Mm -hmm. Big oh, old man, boy. They're, they're, they're awful. <laughs> right. And that's what you use, right? 
You have to. Because also, like, modifying your console to play with another one is considered to be an unfair advantage. Okay. We want people to be, like, it has to be accessible as possible. It'd yeah. be a clear advantage if you could use, like, a 360 controller or, like, even a GameCube controller because the notches would help you position yourself for the angles and stuff. That's why, mm -hmm. like, wave dashing and melee is so good because you have your notches to help you figure out where you need to wave dash. Yeah. The Xbox controller does not have any notches. <laughs> and the game's really, really sensitive, too. Like, mm -hmm. every tiny little flick you do takes a like it moves you a shit ton so if you um if you go to like i think 11 if you go to like 12 minutes in that run you'll see sponge glide and i don't know how quickly i got it but like you'll see me like flicking the stick around trying to get this angle because the game is super sensitive and also um like because there are no notches it's really hard to get yourself in the right position to do a lot of these tricks right so imagine like ot but like you can't use your your grappling hook to like slowly position yourself to like look in the right direction for the setup you just have like you face forward you move left or right you like put yourself in the right like position position on the ground to be able to do this damage boost in the beginning right. of the run called sponge glide and uh, yeah stuff like that is really hard to do in this game and, and get used to because it's, it's a lot like mario where instead of like looking at your angles and stuff to set up to do setups and stuff it's just basically how do I say this? Field based. Using yeah, it's you're feeling the right angle on the exactly. controller mm -hmm. to yeah, you, pull you out the to feel it. And it's a lot easier in Mario because notches. Like I, I don't know, yeah. dude. Doing a game without notches, that seems really hard. Like Mario, every single angle you can think you can it's either a notch or you're like, okay, it's just slightly right of this notch. Yeah. So it's not that hard to figure. It's yeah. also you a feel notches, thing too. You yeah. have like the camera that you press, like it, it angles yep. it the same way every time. Yeah. SpongeBob, yeah. it's like the camera is super sensitive. The movement's really sensitive too. Like when you watch a, a runner play this game for the first time, they're like wobbling back and forth <sighs> and trying to walk in a straight line because there are no notches. And you also <laughs> have like every tiny little movement you do is taken into consideration. You just like wiggle around and stuff. And it looks really sloppy too. Like that's why yeah. watching somebody play the game casually is so hard if you watch a speedrun because the speedrunners have perfected walking like forward and especially with cruise boosting where you're being pushed all over the place. Yeah. Like it's really hard to maintain that control and just like and when you're running forward with a cruise crazy. boost, you're actually like going all over the place to make to make yourself face the right direction. That does look crazy. And like when I was watching this now, it's like sometimes I didn't even know when SpongeBob was gonna land, but like you were you were like pressing buttons even though it looked like I, he didn't even land yet, but he would jump after anyway. Like you just knew it's just, it looks so muscle memory yeah. and feel based. It is. A lot of it is, but there's also like a little bit of RNG in the game where it's not like sunshine where you fucking get a bad PD and you lose like 30 seconds or some bullshit. Yeah. Right. Or like King Boo where you lose like 20 or whatever. The game mm -hmm. has like a few instances where you can lose like up to five seconds if you perform badly. So like you have uh, like your combat sections in the game too. Where you like you enter the tree dome or the crusty crab and you have a bunch of robots you have to clear so you got to mm -hmm. clear the stage to get the reward and the spawns are different every time like you have like you have to react to the different spots where they can land and have like different backup plans for depending on like where the robots spawn so part of that is like getting a consistent segment even though you don't know what you're gonna get dealt every time so it's rng mm -hmm. but it's not rng in a sense where like oh i have to reset my run because i lost like 30 seconds but yeah. um it's more of like you have to be able to react and, and pay attention to what you're doing in a lot of the segments. But then there are some like um like muscle memory segments where 
some frame perfect tricks are more muscle memory others are more reaction based uh fast nut is one where it balances out where like fast nut if you miss it you can't tell if you were too early or too late but it's the same animation every time however because the animation is so shitty and you just spin all over the place and it's, it's so it's so bright it's hard to see what you're doing it's, mm -hmm. it's mostly feel based but the the other frame perfect jumps we call them triple jumps because you can you can do two jumps in this game you can do your first jump and your second jump in midair but if you mm -hmm. get damage boosted there's one frame between your hurting animation and your falling animation where you can do any grounded move so you, you can do it on a slide as well that's why fast enough works because you can do a bash which is normally a grounded move you can't do on a slide you do that on the slide and it, and it launches you across huh. so with your uh, you're, damage boost you're still boosting from cruise boosting yeah you're, like, you're boosting from that, not only is that like the thing is about fast note is like you can still do boosts on slides without a cruise boost but what makes fast nuts so fast is that you have to you get a cruise boost and then you damage boost so you just go like it's like the fastest movement in the entire run you just launch straight across because you have yeah. the power of cruise boosting and damage boosting combined with the slide movement but with with regular damage boosting you also you also have like um like in the beginning of the run like two minutes in uh, hammer skip is another frame perfect damage boost where you, you you manipulate a robot to go on top of a cliff and you jump on its head and that makes the game say okay the last place where you were standing is up on this robot's head so you mm -hmm. jump in the goo and it hurts you and you get launched back to it because the game's like okay if you get hit by goo if you, if you jump in the water or whatever it pushes you back to where you were before so say like this is your um this is your cliff you're on the robot's head you jump down and the mm -hmm. game sends you back up this way but the cliff you need to get up to is here. So if you don't do if you don't do anything special after that, you'll go back on top of the robot's head. But the cliff is up here. So as you're going up, you have you, like SpongeBob does a little thing where he goes, ow, or ouch. So he gets he gets hurt, right? So yeah. there's one frame after that animation where you can jump or do a, a bubble bash, which is the helmet thing. You mm -hmm. can do any That's like your uppercut or what? Yeah, your uppercut or just jumping. So you get hurt in this situation, you do a jump. So he goes, ow. Yeah. And then you do you press you input the button on one frame, which by the way you can't mash this because if you mash, um, you have to know where the frame timing is because if you mash A to get this, he'll do mm -hmm. a jump and then he'll do a double jump after that, so you get no height, right? Because if you even if you do get the frame, he'll just do them both like so quickly together, it's not going to go you, it's not going to push you anywhere. Yeah. Okay. So you you're up here, you get you time the button to jump on the one frame, so you get one jump. And then you get your second jump because you were able to do a grounded jump in midair. It's a lot easier to, to see what's going on if you watch the video, though. If yeah. you skip to, like, two minutes in, you can see that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward once you see it. That's awesome. Wow. I just, after watching those videos. No, after watching those videos. Oh, those yeah. clips. So we do that. It's um, legit, dude. Let's spend Bob is literally hard. We, we do that a bunch of times in the run. Like we do those frame perfect jumps. Um, lately, non frame perfect steps have been found for some of them, but I'm still doing six of them, including fast nut. And there's a seventh one that I I am going to add once I optimize the time from the new ballroom clip because like I have 25 extra seconds to work with if I play perfectly, which doesn't mm -hmm. always happen, but it's still there to work with. So if I improve my time by that much, then I'll probably start doing the other one again. But dream, that's like one in dream. It's, it's absolutely brutal because you have to do one frame perfect jump and then like 10 seconds later, you got to do another one and both of them are punishable by death. So they're really hard to stay consistent with sometimes. It's just like one after the next. And, and it's really one frame. That's crazy. Oh yeah, it's a true one frame. Yeah. 
I forgot to mention that um, with these damage boosts, not fast enough because you, the spin animation, like when he swings his bubble wand around, that's the same number of frames every time. For these um, these these damage boosts, like hammer skip, you have five different animations that can happen, and each of them have different frame timing. So you have to be able to react to which one he does. So like sometimes he has he stretches his arms out, sometimes he like um swings his head back. They all have different frame timings. So you have mm -hmm. to practice a lot to be able to memorize what the frame timing is for each one, react to it when he gets hurt, and then press the button on that frame to get the next jump. Now, um, hammer skip, if you miss that one, it's four seconds, but it's only it's in the beginning of the run, so you don't usually want to miss that. Uh, it's it's annoying to lose four seconds that early in the run. But then there are yeah. other ones like Fast Buck, which is like the biggest skip in the game. Uh, it's an alternate method for SpongeBob storage, which lets you skip the second boss fight. But mm -hmm. luckily, because the game like it's very it's, it has a concrete uh, code where you you cannot enter the trigger to enter the final boss fight does not appear until you have 75 spatulas. It's not like Mario where like you can BLJ all the way up to the uh, the final fight and do zero stars. Like you have to actually get all the spatulas. You have to get 77. Yeah. Well, you have to get 75 out of 100 in the game to be able to get to the final fight. It so, just spawns at that point. There's no, like, loading well, you, zone. You go up to the door, there's, like, a lock on the door that says 75. And then when you get to it, and if you had that amount, the game says you can go in. So you can't oh, just, okay. like, it's not like an infinite staircase where you can just BLJ up it. You have to yeah. actually have the number. Because, like, the game is so broken, but because that one thing is so concrete and you can't get past it, it makes it good because you can skip the second boss fight, but you have to go back for everything else to complete it later. That's what's cool mm -hmm. about it, because, like, you have half the game you don't have cruise boosting the other half of the game you do so you save certain things for later and do some things earlier because it's faster to do them later with cruise boosting and it's still kind of fast to do other things without it so the routing in the game is really hard as i was saying before with like the child versus um adult like thing you have to route mm -hmm. the game in such a way that like you're not doing the absolute fastest things as early as you can do them you're not doing the absolute fastest things in the later game but you have the right balance of both things to be able to make it as fast as possible collectively so as I was saying with um, Fast Buck, that's a frame-perfect alternative to um, the other skip that's used to skip the, f the second boss fight. And if you miss yeah. that frame-perfect jump, it costs you 15 seconds, which is rough. That's like that's a quarter of a minute. Right. So yeah. that's a pretty big reset point for me. But it's, it's a world record-only strat, so nobody... like I, I tell people all the time, like you should never be afraid of running the game just based off the strats that I do because I'm doing like such advanced like frame-perfect shit because my time is so optimized. Like... You should never let that discourage you for any speed game, really. Like, especially like if people watch the stuff you're doing, cheese. Like, people, I, I'm sure like some people be like, this is too hard. I can never do this. But um, I, I encourage people to watch like people around their skill level or like. It's actually like, the opposite. Mm -hmm. They, when they look, so? when they look at us play, they think, oh, that doesn't look too hard. But when they actually try yeah. it, then they're like, this is way too hard. Screw this. That too. Like, there's there's a mix of both. I think there are two different types of speedrunners. Where like the people who say that looks really easy or that looks really hard. So it depends, I'd say. Like, I, I'd imagine just as many people. I think the people who are more verbal about it, like the ignorant people who say, that looks easy. Like, you hear more from those people because they're the loud, they're the loud minority, right? Mm -hmm. But then you have the people who are too afraid to say anything because they're like, oh, I could never do this myself. You know, there, there are two different types of <clears throat> Excuse me. There are two different types of people like that, I think. But um, I was talking specifically about the people who are like, I could never do this. It's too hard. No, but trust me, like with SpongeBob, like, we get so many people who are like, this looks so easy. And then I tried cruise boosting. I, I tried for four hours. I couldn't even get it once. Right, exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah. looking at it, it, I don't see how you see 
Like, how do you know when you get it? It looks like that's, nothing that's changes. That's like a very feel-based thing, too. Because yeah. there are, like, different hues, like... Eventually, you get the privilege of knowing, like, you can feel when you press the buttons at the same time, but even that isn't always consistent. But it's a lot of it's, like, the direction you slide and where you were facing before. Your angle. It's hard mm. to explain. Like, anybody who who, like... Again, with frame-perfect tricks, like... You know, you just feel it, you know? That's, yeah. that's what people usually say is, like, with, with fighting games, you just feel it. So if you ask anybody, like, how do you know if you got it? Like, 90% of the time, if you ask somebody who plays this game, they'll just say, you just feel it, you get used to it. So that's, yeah. like, another thing that's really cool about the game, too, is, like, it feels really satisfying to for a lot of this stuff where you have to just know where the frame is or do it raw to actually, like, mm -hmm. have the satisfaction of, like, oh, cool, I got that, it's sick. Right. In, the, in the speed run... We cruise boost, well, in my route, I cruise boost 25 times within the span of 20 minutes. So it's just constant doing stuff. That's but, the thing. That's the difference yeah. with, uh, with Ocarina of Time. I think a lot of Zelda games, actually, that where you mentioned that it's just a feel in Zelda, it actually doesn't have to be a feel because you have the you option buffer, of right? pause buffering and yeah. taking the time. You can lose minutes and minutes if you want to. to um, but and get every like hard trick consistently because once you take the time to just set up everything and like look with the hook shot where you're situated, you could take as long as you want, um, mm -hmm. and you could set up everything and to pull off the frame perfect tricks. But in a game, yeah. in other games, not really. <laughs> it's quite the yeah, opposite. Like in, especially in this one, like when you're cruise boosting, you're literally being pushed forward. Like you can't take a breather. Exactly. Yeah. You have, you have to keep going. Even standing still is a skill that's like not that easy there's a lot of like um flicking back and forth on the control stick to be able to like keep your momentum going from side to side very very quickly mm -hmm. to be able to stand in one spot and also turning around as well there are some tricks that require a lot of turning when i'm going over my my next tutorial with people i, ma I made a new route that's like really easy for people to learn doesn't include any of the hard stuff like fast nut and shit like that but there's there are still like nine or ten cruise boost instances, not nearly as many as world record or like top level runners, mm -hmm. but just enough cruise boosts to like you use them to cross the gaps. There are some cruise boosts that we do to save one second or something like that because there's like a really small distance, and if you cruise boost, it saves like it, you, get, you get there just a little bit faster than if you didn't do it. So there are some places where it's optimal to do it, but it's not necessary if you're new. And I think that like um especially with like getting people into speed running. It's really good to have like alternate routes and stuff like that for people to try out. With battle, it's hard to route, so I try to like make beginner routes for people. Like I tell them exactly what to do to start because you have to collect 40 spatulas without cruise boosting to get cruise boosting. So the the objective of the game, unless you're a task, because when you're a task, the objective is to get 15, and then you get bubble ball boosting. But that's like a you'll you'll see when the next task comes out. It's it's insane. Like I I can actually bring up a video. It's a really short one, so I can just um, hmm, I can bring up a comparison video. Uh, bubble ball boosting. This trick is only viable in 100% right now in two instances. So 100% is a really cool category. It has a lot of potential for a lot of hard tricks like that. But unfortunately, we have a 17-minute grinding segment for currency right in the middle of it, and it's only like an hour and 45 minutes right now. So it's plagued by that really terrible long boring segment but okay. we're working on it to make it better if 139 is ever possible in that like i'd flip that'd be so sick
But right now, it's looking like 143 is the lowest it's going to go for now. Maybe a 142. Who said about Mario? You never know. <laughs> 143. Exactly. We just got to find a way to get the shinies faster. That's the game's currency, is shiny objects. It's, they're like they're like coins in Mario. Mm. But um, here you go. This is a, a comparison video I put together. I'm going to put normal, it up. The normal uh, cruise boosting strats versus bubble ball boosting. There's a lot going on in this video, too. It's... Uh, Pretty crazy strat. So I was the first player to get a bubble ball boost successfully in a run like this. Um, I guess you can say I was also the one to do it like like a, a really easy one in Bikini Bottom that sends you like two feet. But that was in like 2016, doesn't really count. This is a like mm -hmm. a bubble ball boost jump. BBVJs are really hard to pull off in runs. But this is the strat. So you get you get in this wall, you get stuck in so the game detects you're out of bounds, and it, the out of bounds detection pulls you into the box. So the box teleports you to the bottom of the slide and it puts you in midair. So when you're in the middle of air, you can jump again to get another speed boost and it skips this whole area where you, um, you just like, normally you'd have to, you'll see later, like you, you do a cruise boost, you jump into the box and you like run around. But yeah, bubble boosting is another frame perfect trick. Surprise, surprise. You have to get mm -hmm. a, a frame perfect activation when you come back from being dead. So when you respawn, you bubble ball on the first frame because if you bowl on the if you bowl on the second frame, you don't you get you don't get enough height. You have to bowl on the mm -hmm. first frame to be able to get the height for it. So it puts you all the way in midair, and then once you have the correct angle, you can do a jump that sends you flying and puts you in front of the gate. Now the reason why this is only useful 100% and 200%, 200% is like a, a miscellaneous category where you cheat in 100 spatulas and get 100 more, but that's like a more obscure thing, so it's not considered to be a main category. But here you can see on the right. I'm just going through all this really slow stuff with cruise boosting. Yeah. Bubble boosting is the fastest movement in the entire game. And there's actually a way to capture it with bungee boosting, which is another useless tech, but it's it's kind of cool to observe it. Because you um you like what you do is like you bubble ball boost into a bungee, and then it, it makes you run as fast as you do. When you it makes you move as fast as you do with a bubble ball boost, but you have cruise mm. boosting active, so it's just stapled onto your speed. So you're running like like 20 times to 30 times faster than you normally run but you you're in a, like uh, a mode where you can't lose that speed so you can just like you jump and you go like a thousand feet it's wow. so crazy the game's engine is limitless in terms of speed it's just a matter of finding setups for this stuff so who knows how fast it can get so is this something that's useful in any percent at all or no it's only 100 percent because there's a sock there's like you know how like in like 120 shines you'd say you have to collect all the blue coins in this category, we have to collect all the socks. So okay. there's a, there's a really stupid sock that's really deep into jellyfish caves, which we'd normally skip in the run because we can go out of bounds and run under the cave. But to get to that sock, you have to go into the cave. So that mm -hmm. bubble boost I just showed you there is only useful 100% because you can do it to get to the cave faster. Whereas in any percent, you go under the cave. Oh, okay. So yeah, 100% has potential for stuff like that. Um, but I want to get more into it. I want to optimize it more. But I'm just so focused on getting like a, a mid 56 right now that I really uh, want to keep doing that. Right. Okay. That was something I was actually wanted to ask. How far, like currently, current strats, where it's at, what do you think is the peak for any percent? The peak right now, um, after that new trick was found, I think it's going to go under sub. It can potentially go under sub 5620. Because there's there's so much room to work with right now. Back before this trick was found, the limit was looking like a sub fifty six forty, and my PB was like a 
a 56 16 which i could have still improved up to like a 56 like i was still capable of getting a 56 it's mm. just that it's, it's a lot more reasonable like it's 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 really easy for me now to get it because of this new trick it saves so much yeah. time um but yeah sub 56 20 i can see um down the road i think with maybe a couple of big strats being found i can see 55 being possible but that's not going to happen for a while probably um as far as theories go for this game ballroom clip is solved as we've gone over um there's still Swamp Clip. That one's kind of iffy because, they're again, I said with version differences, the collision on Xbox is a lot more strict. You can't clip through as many objects on Xbox. So Ballroom Clip was first found last year on GameCube emulator. Mm -hmm. But this year, um, Conquer Hacks was able to find an area to clip in with, uh, with Xbox. He found a new position to get in there. So I applied, like, the stuff that I knew about how to like consistently face the right angle with like cruise boost manipulation and, and L clipping to be able to force myself like consistently into that area. But like mm -hmm. if it weren't for Conquer Hacks, we wouldn't even know that spot existed. So shout outs to him for that. Um, he's pretty much the one who solved it. And then we have um, Swamp Clip. I found a consistent way of getting into that area. I found a consistent clip for that, but unfortunately the clip is useless because there's no way that we can currently um, it's hard to visualize this, but there's an area of the game where you can like go under the map to get a spatula in Kelp mm -hmm. Forest, and you you drown. So you skip the animation that he usually does, like the the cheering and stuff when he gets right. it. It's that saves six seconds, and to get to that spatula originally, you have to go through a cruise bubble. You have to hit something with you have to hit a button with a missile, and then you have to go through a cutscene. So it skips all that, and it's it's theorized to save like 13 seconds, but nobody's gotten it successfully yet. And we, huh. we do have the consistent clip, though. Like, I was able to get that working, but we're still waiting on somebody to be able to drown into the spatula. And then there's another theory um, that we're working on. Uh, Alex and I were kind of labbing this in the back a while ago with um, mm -hmm. the, that thing I just showed you there. There's a theory that you can do that consistently in any percent to save, like, 10 mm -hmm. seconds, like, 8 to 10 seconds. But it's way harder because in there, you're going so fast that you it's really hard to stop yourself when you're moving really fast, right? Like really, really fast, like at warp speed. So in 100%, it's more useful because the wall on the cave, you launch into that, so it stops you automatically. But in any percent, so you have like your cave is laid out like this. This is the beginning of the map. Cave entrance is here. And then all the way out here, you have the exit, which is like your toll gate that you have to go to to finish the run or to get through the next part of the run. So we're warping from the beginning instead of the beginning to the beginning of the cave. We're warping from the beginning of the level to the end of the level, but there's no wall to stop you there. So you have to be able to time a spin or a, a slam or something to be able to stop yourself right over the toll gate and fall into it. So it's like, it's way huh. harder and it's, we, we haven't really made it consistent yet, but I was able to find a, a setup that lets you re-enable the properties of the game that lets you do that. It's just a matter of making the angle consistent really. Hmm. And also that, um, that strat, where you re-enable the, the out-of-bounds detection to be able to do bubble ball boosting. That's mm -hmm. actually a task strat now. Like It's going to be used in Hazel's new task, so I'm pretty excited about that. That's Ooh. like a routing thing that I made up for uh, the strat that I was working on with Alex in the back a while ago. So yeah, it's, it's, it's cool how like now Hazel's come back to the community after two years of not playing. And mm -hmm. like all the stuff that we found is just collecting like Fast Nut. Like Alex also found Fast Nut. He, Hazel's using that now to like do like more stuff in Sandy's Dream faster so it's cool how like this the viability of some of these task strats that hazel 
found in the back a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of being linked together by all these bits and pieces that we found to make it all kind of work out. So the community's put a lot of work into finding stuff, and now it's like, okay, well, it's 2018. Now we can just use all these new strats to make a really cool test, and I'm really excited to see the outcome of it. Unfortunately, um, you can't test Xbox because the emulators are trash. But mm-hmm. on Dolphin, um, I think Hazel's shooting for a sub one on it. I think sub one would probably be possible on it. Um, maybe a 58. We'll see because the loading times on that console lose like four to five minutes. It's pretty rough. Dang. Yeah. Okay. Maybe even a 57. Who knows? We'll see. I'm, I'm in the group with people who are working on the task right now, and it's, it's coming along pretty quickly, actually. It's pretty surprising. Have you ever done any tasking yourself? I want to, but I, I just haven't had the time to learn. I'm so mm. focused on RTA yeah, right now. I have no now. clue how to do it either. Yeah, I, I want to, though. Like, I'm, I'm coming up on 10,000 attempts in 80%. Wow. Out of, out of all the, uh, the runs I've done in the game, uh, I've done like 11,000 total, I'd say around 11,000. Not including cheap percent, because cheap percent resets like 10 seconds in all the time. Fuck cheap percent. It's a dumb, <laughs> stupid category. doesn't count. But I've probably done like close to 11,000 attempts, recorded and unrecorded. In two years. Oh, in two crazy. years, yeah. That's more than I did with Mario. Because I reached about 15,000 after like three, four years. So, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think and I know every single thing I watched my book. Yeah. <laughs> the earliest I, reset point that runs like two and a half minutes as well so it's like not even like you're resetting like within the first like minute or so wow, you, okay. you usually gotta wait like two and a half minutes to even begin to reset and most of my runs make it past that anyway okay so wow yeah <laughs> even more so all right yeah you but like then there are categories like ng plus where you reset like 30 seconds in any okay. percent's not really that reset heavy really i'd say um 100% definitely not nearly as much either but there are so many cool things on 100% that you don't see in 90% like uh SpongeBob storage um I don't know if you've ever seen the SpongeBob mechanic I could probably bring okay. that up now it's uh you can store damage if you're going into a SpongeBob form and then when you release it it activates like if you touch a trampoline while you're transforming then you can release the trampoline bounce anywhere you want. It's so cool. So I'm going to store storing like whatever was happening right before you went in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can store damage. You can also store death too. If you drown, huh. like if you drown on the same frame, I think um, it's not useful. So I don't remember correctly exactly how it works. But if you drown on the same frame, you transform. You can roll across the map and drown wherever you want. It's pretty cool. Wow. So but yeah, but, uh, I'll just show that just, now. just to be clear, just to be clear, early you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, after you kill bosses, you get power-ups. I'm guessing NG+, Plus, you just have those power-ups from the beginning. Yep, that's correct. The point. So NG+, Plus, the world record right now is a 49-17. Because you have cruise boosting the entire time. But it's really, really yeah. cool. Like, it feels like um, it feels a lot more like a Mario game because you have the, the movement the entire time. Right. It's not setup-based stuff. It's like any percent's mm. like half. It's like more like, a, honestly, I'd say any percent's more like three-fourths OOT or like two-thirds OOT and then like one-third Mario. This category is like all Mario. It's really cool. And then 100% is like half OOT, half Mario because it's longer. 100% the record right now is a 145-46. I'm going to beat that soon when I go back to it though. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it's like half half of its cruise boosting. But also again, like the 17 minutes of grinding is not good. So right. now, now that I consider yeah, that does that not one, sound very fun. Even though you have cruise boosting for that section, 
Um, it's in theory half movement, half setups. But we're going to get it there eventually. It's just going to take time. The category wasn't ran seriously until like 2016. Cole did some runs with back in the day. He had like a 230. Foss brought it down to sub two. And then I ran it for like a month and brought it down to a 145. Uh, th there's like a, a pretty diverse number of world record holders for 100% actually. Um, Cole, Fuff, Red Moss, Jared, and myself all had it at one point. Mm. And um, so I think that I, I love 100%, by the way. I love like completion speed runs because of all the tricks you add. Right. Like, you can see so much more of the game and so many more tricks. Uh, I posted one of them um, in the Discord if you want to look at it. It's the, uh, the SpongeBob storage I was talking about. The, the cool thing about 100% is not really the extra spatulas you get. In some cases, yeah, like campers and crystals are cool in kelp forest, but it's mostly the socks. You get 50 more socks. So this right. is a strat that you can get one of the socks on top of a fallen building. Video's playing. So what right. the hell am I looking at? <laughs> all right, so I'm going to I'm gonna do like... um. So, all right, so first off, we got to establish that to get the sponge ball, mm -hmm. to not make it activate when I touch it, there's a there's an animation when SpongeBob gets um, when he gets into the SpongeBob. He has like when he double jumps and lands, you'll see how like if you replay it, he crouches a little bit and like lands on his feet and like eases himself out when he does a double jump. So mm -hmm. I'm double jumping and then I'm jumping before I uh, I move again. It's kind of like um, have you ever seen Gelato Beach Skip performed? Um, they they jump yeah Gelato Skip right yeah they they jump before they move to keep their camera angle. Well, think of it this way, like, in this situation, we're jumping to make sure that he doesn't go into his walking animation. Because if you go, as soon as you go into your walking animation, the sponge ball activates. So, um, by the way, um, the, the trick was, like, it was only, it only lasted for, like, uh, like 10 seconds. It was, like, the first 10 seconds of the timestamp I put. Right. But now you're watching the scene, you know, I guess that's cool, too. But, okay. um, <laughs> as, I, as I was saying, the sponge ball just activates after you start walking. So what I do is I, I jump over it and then I get crouch jumps to um to make myself stay like this the sponge ball is, is like still stored and then I activate it on top of the hot sauce thing. So when I hit the hot sauce, I damage myself as I'm touching the trampoline to store the trampoline boost. And then once I do that, I roll over to the building and I press B. And as soon as I release the sponge ball, his damage plays and he also gets launched really high because that's the trampoline being stored in him so you can get on top of that building okay. it's another one of the really cool strats on 100 percent. that's why it's so cool like you you see like these longer categories that make you do more stuff mm -hmm. you see so much more broken shit and there are a lot more like difficult strats that's why i enjoy 100 percent speedruns more yeah they're, they're really cool unfortunately like a lot of games are really grindy mario's like it seems like there's not really there aren't many dull moments to 120. Like it's most of it's exciting. I'd yeah, say right? it, it's it's always exciting. Yeah, because all the stars are good. Mm -hmm. Battle has like the problem where you have to, like eight of the spatulas in the game, are solely done by collecting currency and trading the Mr. Krabs to get spatulas. Mm -hmm. So it's like you just sit in the museum and you grind shiny objects for 17 straight minutes. It sucks. Or you like, just keep reloading the level or whatever. And yeah. So what we do exit. is. Um, we enter the level of Sandy, and we activate these Thunder Tiki's, right? They're like these, mm -hmm. these um, if you touch them, they get mad, and they blow up after like three seconds. Mm -hmm. So when you have like a large pile of Tiki's together, and you and you blow one up, 
they all chain react and they all blow up at the same time and you get a big combo off of it and the combo gives you more shiny objects on top of that so we do a museum is we activate one and then we start hovering into a wall to ever so slightly clip out of it so your hand like kind of clips out of the wall a little bit and there's out of bounds detection past that wall so because her hand clips into the wall the uh the game's out of bounds detection the hand takes us away from the wall and puts us back at the at the last checkpoint but when you die and respawn the checkpoint like it, it respawns all the tiki's too so we just do that like 90 times in a row it's wow. really stupid but the rest of the runs really good though it's a really I, cool run i've always wondered why like games have that kind of stuff where it's like a collecting part of the game where you have to just grind something to yeah, get like one I thing think... that you need for 100 percent I don't know why they do that. It kind of makes the game a bit... Mm, a exactly. Bit more... I, the thing is, that, like, 100% is a decent category, but that really plagues it, and I would probably not submit it to a GDQ until that's, like, at least made a little bit better. You I know? guess the same thing in yeah. Odyssey. Like, Odyssey 100% would involve... I don't know how long it is, but a really long amount of time just collecting coins yeah. or whatever they need to buy moons that's why like 100% even casually is a pain in the ass because yeah. you have to do all the crab stuff but i think any percent just playing casually is really fun because the game gives you a lot of freedom for where you can go and the world you can enter like if you don't want to do something it's not even like mario where you have to beat one star to go to the next star you get dropped into a world you have eight different spatulas and you can choose which ones you want to get if you don't want to do something you get stuck somewhere you can just come back later so, like, a good example of this is, like, there's a robot in Rock Bottom called the Sleepy Time, where if you get close to it, it hurts you. And so I guess some kids can't figure out that if you tiptoe up to it, then you can hit it when it's still sleeping. But people who can't figure out how to do that, they can just beat the second boss fight and get the cruise bubble and come back and hit the robot with the cruise bubble from a distance. So you get more power-ups to okay. help yourself beat levels you couldn't beat before when you first started playing the game. Right. And... You can skip around. You don't have to do all the spatulas in order. You can skip spatulas. But the open design of the game is why it's so good for speedrunning, too, because you can just, like, mix and match. Like, pick whatever spatulas and socks you want for any mm -hmm. percent. Like, you can just choose around and do whatever you want. You can do uh, Sandy's Dream early as Sandy. There is a Sandy method for fast nut, but it's 20 seconds slower. So it's it's more useful for um for, for new players. And even, like, now there are routes being made to make that version of the nut fast for even like high level players too because the game's gotten so many like not only harder strats but also easier strats for new people to get into it okay. so like you have like your 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 barrier to entry is like here and then your i just realized my camera's mirrored i've, I've been doing these hand gestures the whole time and my camera's mirrored over here so i'm like i'm seeing i'm like i'm, I'm going from like this is my left on the screen this is my right on the screen but anyway like your skill barrier versus your your skill ceiling is like here when I first started playing, and as I've played more, it's just gotten larger where more people can get into the game and you can grind as much as you want and still get better. So it's that's, that's a good way to put it. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like with uh, with Mario, you have like the easy strats you can do and just like solely mm -hmm. movement, right? You can get into the game yeah. as easily as you want, but that's what hooks you in and makes you want to play it more. So you get to like you guys, like your levels of gameplay where you put so many hours in. And you can still improve a lot just because the game ceiling is just so limitless. Yeah, just, that's the what makes it fun. Really high. You, you always have the the privilege, like the ability to improve, and that's what makes it fun because that's all speed running is about is improvement. Yeah, if you're playing a really bad speed game that's like no tricks, like you play it, you get a good time, you're happy with it, and you're bored after that.
but for like battle and i guess like mario and, and ot and games like that like you can just keep playing and you keep improving and you'll always find something as long as like again like especially with like the frame perfect tricks and stuff it gets to the, it gets to a point where it's just like so grindy that like it just gets incredibly stressful compared to like like the skill gap between like a 56 and a 57 and a 57 mm -hmm. and a 58 they're just enormous it's i can't even describe like especially cuz i was the one who like i hit these times i was the first one to hit these times like mm -hmm. the, the time it took to go from a 59 to a 58 is a, is like a actually you know what because around the time that that doesn't really apply here because it, around that time a lot of big strats were found like that saved like a half a minute Ooh, so 57 right. happened pretty quickly after 58 happened but remember, yeah i'll say yeah, that yeah the true. time it the time it took to get a 57 off of a 58 is not even comparable to the time it's taken to get close to a 56 or a 57 i got 57 in june of last year and i'm still trying to get a 56 so right. i can't even imagine like i'd say like if more stuff gets found i try to get a 55 before 2020 but even then like who knows how long it's going to take because this game like it, it takes so long to improve now it's it's honestly like for most people unless you really love it enough to play it every day it's probably not worth it mm -hmm. but it is a lot of fun if you if you want to do it it takes forever to get to that point though so I'm not trying to scare people away from the game definitely try yeah. it well that's something we've talked about too is like uh it's it's when you go into a game that's so optimized it's hard to find motivation and you you really have to find it through like i feel like it's competition getting involved with the community and then also just like you can't really think about the world record you have to be it has to be fun enough to where improving your time is fun and that's yeah, like how like, it was for me with mario i i heard bouncy boy say something on his stream that really bothered me when he was saying like um a couple of things like one frame perfect tricks in 60 fps games are basically rng because you're never going to be consistent enough to hit them which is one not true because you've seen melee you, you play melee like we know mm -hmm. this it's, you can do it consistently if right. you put enough time in i think so you're like, a perfect he, example of that in the speedrunning community for a spongebob <laughs> that you're you're able to do that consistently mm -hmm. yeah I, I mean i i play a lot <laughs> I, and i also like I've, I've always been like somewhat consistent at them but mm -hmm. Playing, playing, um, like putting the hours in that I do has really helped me get better at them. Yeah, I, I it's honestly like, um, like how like melee players play like when they're in the, when they're in their prime they play like ten hours a day, and that kind of consistency like constantly grinding the same tricks helps a lot. Right. But um, the the other thing I was about to say about like what B Boy was saying is that like, he said that he would never consider running the game because he wants to do the best strats to be the best at it or like not not to be okay. That's not literally what I mean to say. He said mm -hmm. something along the lines of like he wants to do the best strats to have to be like in the in the talking zone for like being one of the best at it. You know what I mean? Like when people start the game, they're like, I want to do the best strats because I want to improve a lot. But like I, I think that like going into a game with that mindset of like wanting to like saying like my end goal is to do the, the hardest things in the entire game. Like that's just like not really a good judge of whether you're going to pick up a game or not, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. especially, like, improving, it's not a good mindset. But also, like, determining whether you're going to pick up a game, like, like if someone's looking at the stuff that you're doing in Mario, like, and they try it for themselves, like, oh, I can't do that. I, I can't even <laughs> dream about trying this game, you know? Simp, you're, 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 your camera's having some issues there. <laughs> oh, let me take it earlier. What happened there? You look like you're asleep. <laughs> How is it? Is it back now? Yeah, that was, yeah, it's back now. That was pretty good. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm just, it's the stream is still delayed, so I'm like looking at simply like the. <laughs> Someone in chat say it was like he's nutting. It looked like he was nutting for like twenty seconds straight. Yeah. On the fast nut is too much. Fast is that what it's like? <laughs> he just starts like. Okay. Wait, wait. So, cheese, do you is your race in twenty minutes or is it an hour? And 20 no, it's minutes? an hour twenty you minutes. Know for sure? I uh. Nice. Let me just make sure. Yeah, because I, I thought it was nine thirty EST. Unless you told somebody that to push it back. I told Paracusia. Here, just one sec. Cheese has a seventy star attorney coming up. Last time it was like overlapping with the podcast. I just want to make sure it's, you know. The heck. One second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it good? I, I told him nine thirty p.m. EST. Yeah, ES. Yeah, that's in twenty minutes. Oh let me, yeah. Let me, let me just. Huh? No, it's not. <laughs> right now it's eight oh eight CST nine oh eight EST. Why? Wait, is daylight savings a thing now? Yeah. It's oh yep, yeah, that happened today. That's. Oh really? Why. Oh god, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh Jesus. I didn't well, even consider that. All right, well, let me. I just have to. I have to ask these guys on the scheduling to make sure. Okay, one second. Jeez, I, I totally did not know uh, that daylight savings thing was activating today. Oh, jeez. It happened a couple of days Should've ago. Mentioned I okay. Should have mentioned something. I think I was on a run that was PB paced during that. So I was, people in my chat were like, so whatever you get, you got to add an hour to it because of daylight savings. Oh, jeez. So you get a 56, it's a 156. Sims cameras, Sims cameras black now. He's he's just not even here anymore. Don't know what's going on. See you, Sim. Simply. Oh no. He's frozen here for me. I think his computer shut out again. So simply isn't having um computer issues earlier today. So I think. Damn. It's uh. Yeah, I've, I've been having that problem too. Yeah. That's another thing there about goes. Is like. Lately, I've been having so many like IRL problems with like again. I'm I'm a full-time college student too. I have to I commute five days a week. I I drive for like five to six hours every week to my college. I got the college work. I'm a junior in college. A lot of stuff's going on in my life now, right now. Where I got to figure out like where I'm gonna be a year from now. And on top of that, I'm having a problem with my PC where it's turning off in the middle of my streams during my runs, so my recordings are dying. So it's like just That's like crazy. having to focus and like on like what you're doing. And not getting distracted by all the bullshit like even the ultimate level of bullshit when your computer is consistently turning off in the middle of your streams and runs at times like it's happened more than a few times like that what? that's like really hard to to deal with and, and stay motivated with one I'd second say. let me get your full-time college student yeah how many times do you have classes a week i have uh, classes this semester five days a week and so you speed run there and back and yeah. you speedrun for hours a day as well. Mm -hmm. Wow. I totally didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. How many credits are you going for right now? I, I'm not even... I, I'm, I have to do more than the required credits. Oh, oh, oh right now? I'm, I'm taking mm -hmm. five credits right now. In this okay. semester, I'm taking five credits, yeah. Do you ever sleep? <laughs> no. That's why I said I'm tired. I always try to nap before my streams, though, because I feel like I play better whenever I nap and wake up. I have a lot of problems with fatigue and exhaustion because of all the running around I do and all the sitting. Like when I sit in the desk all day and then I come and sit in the chair, like it's just sitting nonstop. 
mm-hmm. and also like the the loss of time i have for like socialization yeah that's i love that i have a stream to hang out with because like i'm like on super like on the grind right now for like college be running school you know all this stuff's like so you go to school around. and then you come and i'm home. still pb and like multiple yeah, times you go to school you come home you play a lot in in, in the day <laughs> Uh, yeah. and you also uh, you put time for like projects or homework stuff you gotta do I'm guessing mm-hmm. all that stuff too yeah wow that's crazy and I gotta maintain the stream too so like not just playing but also like putting on a good show yeah. there's a lot to balance and juggle last month or so I was having a lot of stress dealing with exams and getting my stream rebranded because I got like the new logo and the new layouts and stuff mm-hmm. so I had to get all that into place all the new I've, I've updated a lot of my emotes and stuff like a lot of that stuff has been going on all at the same time and it's a part of it is like i usually say like during the school year i think this year i finally figured it out though because i usually have trouble pb'ing and having good runs and not getting frustrated on my stream during like the school year but i think i've gotten a lot better at working on that now just like doing well in school and speed running and like mm-hmm. figuring out how to calm down when I get upset at something on like speed running. Right. That takes a yeah. long time to get used to. Mm-hmm. So here's a question for both of y'all in terms of streaming, like when you stream, obviously now you're, you're cutting into your socializing time. Like we talked about, Yeah. do you think that streaming is available like or a valuable viable source of socialization? Do you think that being a stream streamer has made you like like more social yeah i think it's helped a little bit but i was already a pretty social person before i came to twitch like i was involved with like sports and stuff in high school things like that Hmm. i was already like you know i've had a lot of like friends that i haven't talked to as much since i started streaming though because I've, i've kind of had to do that focus on like if i want to visit somebody at college i used to do that when i was like a, a freshman before I started speed running, but now like I have this job, I got the stream as my job, and I got my schoolwork to do and practicing speed running to stay consistent every day. Because like mm-hmm. honestly, it feels like if you don't play this game for a day, you come back the next day and you're like, I can't even fucking play because it's all it's all con- like nonstop frame perfection. Like it's that sucks. That's, that's, that's speed running, man. <laughs> exactly. Dude. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I Well, at least with Mario, I feel like I used to feel like that. I used to be like, dude, if I'm not on a streak of playing, like, let's say I'm on a week long streak, I'm hot. If I take one day off, it's ruined. Like, I used to think like that. But I don't know. I, I felt like that was something that when I really thought about it, like the next day I play after a break, it's in my head. I'm like, oh, I haven't played, you know, kind of rusty or whatever. So I feel like it's something and it's something I've gotten better about. Like when I was playing, if I took a break, I could come back and I'm playing if like the same, if not better. Yeah, no, I, I, like I would never think it I, I would never think it, it gets ruined kind of thing. But yeah, I um I would I would always think that every day that I take a break I get more and more affected. Not anymore. Not anymore. I think more like no. When I come back I usually come back stronger. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, that that level of confidence and just like innate knowing that you, you can do it as well like as you speed run more i've noticed that as well especially recently that sometimes when i can only play for a couple of hours a day like when midterms are coming up and stuff like that i still end up pb'ing sometimes because i'm fresh you know it's like uh it's like running 
where you, you're doing 50 miles a week, at least in high school, that's nothing in college, but 50 miles a week in high school, you're, you do that for most of the season, go up to 55 sometimes. And then toward the end of the season, when you, you got to get your races in, you got, you got to stay fresh. You drop the mileage to like 30 and you perform mm-hmm. better because you're not burning out and you're more yeah. motivated to perform when you're actually doing it. I think that's part of it too. But I often feel that um, it's not necessarily how like, obviously if you're not playing like long-term, every day you don't play adds up in the long term like you might end up with like a a, even like a a few weeks to a month of just not playing collectively stacked up across a year if you don't do it almost every day but Mm -hmm. on top of that like if you're um if say you don't you don't play for a day and the last time you played you were really upset about something or you you ended a run off of missing a trick like no matter what i do there are very few times when I've been speed running on stream and I'm like, I miss a trick and I'm like, ah, oh, that's it. I give up. Good night. And I turn off the stream and leave. Like, I always try to at least get a run that makes me feel good about what I've accomplished for the day. Right. Or I try to practice something enough times. If I'm not focused enough to get runs, to be like, okay, I'm confident in this trick. The next time I play it, I'm going to have that muscle memory. A lot of it's confidence, but it's important to know the, the difference in speed running, especially when you're improving or getting better at a game. To know the difference between confidence and arrogance, and they're two very different things. There are some very arrogant speedrunners who come into a game and say, I'm going to be the best in the world. Fuck these guys. This game's easy. Yeah, I'm I feel, I feel like I'm gonna, uh, yeah. that was Mr. Speedrunner's mindset. Yeah, exactly. And it still is. It's like you have, you have diminishing returns as well. Like I believe that um, there are some people who say that talent isn't a real thing. But I like if you put your time into something, you will eventually get good at it. But I disagree. I think the talent is a thing, but it's a combination of many factors, like your your nature, your nurture, and your, your personality part of it as well. Like when you when you're like your your genetics determine like how like your personality is to some extent, but it's also how you raise your ideals. And that all forms mm-hmm. your personality, which gives you the ability to perform in something. Like for me, like. I had a coach that was constantly like, he never gave me the validation that I, I wanted. Like he never like said like, good job. You're doing great. Congrats on improving. You got a good time. Like he never said any of that to me until like the end of my high school year where he was actually like surprised that I, got, that I ran a good time. So I was used to constantly being like beaten down and mm-hmm. doing these, these races that like he, he, he didn't appreciate. And all I wanted to do is just like, like, even though, because like obviously like I've suffered with like asthma and allergies too, so it's hard for me as well me to too, be yeah. able to. It's like food allergies too. Like it's hard for me to get the protein that I need to improve in in a sport. So like all this stuff like it would have meant a lot to me to be like get like some kind of a like like validation from him, but he never yeah. gave it to me. So I just spent years like grinding out these runs to try and get something that would you know like make me feel like I was worth it to be on his team. But I don't know, it never it, it only happened like a couple of times. I'm just used to like that's the speed running mentality is like you're constantly being beaten down and you got to put in the work every day because you know what's going to happen eventually. Yeah. But um, you're getting beaten down by your by your own mind instead of by someone else. <laughs> exactly. But that's that's what's nice about it too is that like well gift and a curse because if you're speed running like you can really get in your ho- your own head very badly and that's where walls come from. Like sometimes you just wall off very badly. But mm-hmm. I, I find that um like adversary outside of my own head like against another person motivates me even more to do better or at least i learned how to be that way because when i first started running i wasn't like that i was just like oh well if this guy doesn't like me i don't really care i'm just 
like whatever but now it's like oh well this person doesn't believe in me i'm gonna fucking show him you know mm-hmm. yeah. over the years i kind of developed that mindset but again with like the arrogance thing like people come in with the diminishing returns they're like they spend 14 hours a day playing a game and they don't improve at all partly because they're not enjoying it again like with mm-hmm. the talent thing talent is also like in my opinion how much you enjoy a game or how often your capacity for playing it you can't really learn that that's just something like that that comes to you if you really feel it like if you really feel true love for a game and you play it every day and you're just like i can't wait to play this game for the 500th day in a row like that's mm-hmm. something you can't teach i think that's something that's you know you just have it or you don't and you can't really force yourself or anybody else to do that and that's I why i like totally agree yeah. i say the same thing mm-hmm. like, you, you can't like that's why i hate when people say like oh do you have world record uh no all right we'll see you. i'm not watching your stream or like well do you do world record strats oh you're not doing this strat it's like people are, speed running is a form of personality more than it is a competitive like a competitive thing at least right now it is right now it's more of a i wouldn't say it's entirely a hobby for most people it is but for us like we want to improve our own times and compete with ourselves and other people as well i mean not mm-hmm. so much me because i run a game that only has like 220 runners you guys are definitely like a better example of that the competitive side of speed running but again that's again like the personality thing it's how you express yourself you can do whatever you want with it so like you never want to compare like like you cheese with like a new runner who has like a four hour time and 120 star it's just unfair you don't even know like that's a valid comparison yet because one they haven't put the time in yet and two they might not have the personality or the drive to do it and it's not like i don't know the one the one thing that's like if you if you criticize somebody for not having the motivation to speed run that's kind of obnoxious but if you criticize somebody for for claiming they have the motivation but they don't put the time in that's like kind of going back on your word and that's something that i guess like that's that's a that's something that i like thinking about though is like how some speed runners are likable and some aren't and there's somewhere like you they're controversial where a lot of people like them and a lot of people don't and i think um the way you present yourself or the way you do your runs has a lot to do with that like the personality as i'm saying as before right. mm-hmm. Like, I think Ray's Fire is a good example of somebody that, like, a lot of people don't like him because he puts time into his stream more so than practicing or caring about his runs. Or, like, he does a lot of, like, no reset runs to, to like, keep people entertained. But he doesn't mm-hmm. focus too much on people. Because a lot of people value this stream and they yeah. just happen to do it with speedrunning. Exactly. And but then people, people are like, speedrunning. oh, I can't stand Ray's Fire. He only cares about making money. Or, like, it's just so, first off, let's make this straight. Um, I think a lot of the people who have the mental capacity for streaming are smart enough to get like educations and jobs that make a lot more money than streaming. Right. So it's not that we're doing it for money. We're doing it because we want to be able to put more time into things we care about and grow our communities and have fun with that because it's what we want to do. It's our dreams. Right. So I can't stand people say, oh, they, and they just, person you only know, plays this game for money, you know? No, they prefer just chilling out and having fun with the games and not yeah. being competitive. And then there are people who who criticize like people like us or like this guy gets so mad on his stream all he does or like he gets he gets upset sad excited whatever he can't control his emotions sometimes he can't um like he resets his runs nonstop. he never gets past this area or that area i can't stand watching this guy he he's a terrible speed runner i can't Mm -hmm. which is also like because we're more the competitive oriented speed runners Mm -hmm. to us that's like that sounds obnoxious. Like, that's absolutely insane. But I feel like people with us would sympathize more with, like, not saying we do, but we'd probably lean to more, more toward the people who are like, I can't stand people who don't try. 
Mm. But like there are two sides of it, and there are more than two sides actually. There are infinite ways you can speed run, like doing a variety of games. Like this person puts time into so many games to be decent at all of them. I can't stand that because he never dedicates himself to one thing. Or this yeah, guy only it really, this game. It really this guy is only true. plays Mario. I can't stand that he only does this game. I want to see him do other stuff. But like, right. there are so many different ways of doing it. Like there's no correct or incorrect way of doing it. My point is that no matter how good you are. Or what your motivations are you can never make everyone happy enjoy. either yeah. because there are people who who in, in my chat tell me hey i only want you to to play mario 64 and then other people are like i want you to play something else other than mario 64. so yeah. it's like okay if i decide to speed on another game then there will be people who will be like oh my god another game this is so awesome i want to i can't exactly. wait exactly because there's there's no but way then really... half the other people would be like oh why are you playing this game i want you to play mario 64 right now <laughs> yeah you can never please anybody because there are so many different ways of speed running and so many ideas, which is why it's so hard to grow this community is that it's also why it's so divided. When speed running was mostly just following around like Narcissa, right? Or like, um, Zaglemic, you had like two or, or, or very, very few ideologies for how to speed run. But now because there are so many different ways of doing it, people have their own preferences and there, there are so many varieties of what you can watch that it's mm -hmm. unrealistic to say like the Apollo legend shit, like, Speed running is never going to get big because we're not united. We are, but it's just like you can only be so united when there are so many different ways of doing it. Yeah. Like we all, I mean, for, for fuck's sake, it's 2018. We're taking SpongeBob seriously. <laughs> like it's, it's gotten to that point. You know, you, not everybody's going to sympathize with that. And people want to do what they want to do. You can't just, you know, you can't force them to think a certain way or do a certain thing. Mm -hmm. It's just easy. Like when you have, I guess his point, Apollo Legends' point, is that there's one leader of a community that takes charge and shows people the way like with say like eventually like okay bad example i'd say is maybe clint or maybe good good slash bad example because the thing about clint is that he has a really great or when he did speed run he had a really great mainstream appeal but mm -hmm. he didn't really he didn't really show people the side of speed running or like it, the dedication it takes to grind for like a 139 or something like that he was more yeah. of like a he wanted to improve but he also cared about his stream just as much and i feel like that's like it's a, that's cool, but it's also like the stuff, the type of speed running that we care about. I think what I happened think, to Clint as well. Yeah. What happened to Clint as well was when you were mentioning, like, uh, a lot uh, in the beginning of the podcast, when you were mentioning about not being able to express your feelings and emotions on stream, yeah, getting exactly. mad or whatever. And Clint is a really golden example of that. He has like the same persona constantly, same emotions. And I think that's why he kind of burnt out of speed running because he just there were obvious times that even he told me himself when he used to play Mario that he would get so frustrated and he'd be like, Mario's so hard. I know you guys do this. And then he stopped speed running, you know, it, and it kind of proves the point, I guess. That's why it's so hard to grow because like to make this community bigger, it, there, there is an emotional side and like an athletic side of this, of this hobby or sport. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's to, pre to present something like that in a way it's like, you're running the show it's different when a player in a sport like gets mad in like a basketball game someone like it's like a fight on the court between two players yeah. it doesn't it, yeah it makes the players look bad but like the presentation the focus is on the game and the collective of players whereas like if you're one person like a really big streamer and you rage on your stream the impression the only impression is that speed running makes you nuts like it drives you crazy where you have like it's not the same thing as like a sports compilation where like i, I saw on twitter there was like a, a thing like a discussion going on where about like um 
comparing rage compilations in sports to rage compilations in speedrunning and why they're different. Mm-hmm. And um, there's like a grander scale of like when you're when you're when you're witnessing a fight on a court like for for basketball or on a on a baseball field. It's like, oh, that's ridiculous. That's something that wouldn't happen often because I've seen baseball before, one, and it's, it's just a few people being assholes. So it's like, I'm sure there are other people in the community who aren't like that. But when speedrunning, like, you can selectively pick the people who get mad the most. And when they do get mad, not in their high points, but in their low points, you can just frame it to make it look like speedrunning is just like this, like, <laughs> mental illness, as, as I guess PewDiePie called it. You right. know? Yeah, that, and that's kind of what has happened, what has happened with, like, a lot of the big videos that people watch are these rage yeah it's funny like it's it's entertaining for some people which like i think like it's kind of hypocritical for me to say like i don't understand how people can find that stuff funny because before i started speed running it's i i probably find that stuff i probably would have liked that stuff too but i guess like just being more aware of it and understanding how it impacts me it makes it less funny for me it's not that I try to not laugh. It's like, oh, it's hypocritical or it's wrong. Like, I genuinely just don't find it funny, like, seeing somebody lose a run and get angry over it. Unless it's, like, something ridiculous. Like, it's someone with, like, a five-hour time in, like, sunshine, and they get mad over missing gelato skip. It's just like, all right, well, right. I don't think you put in the time to get mad yet. But, again, <laughs> they're, 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 like, hypocritical. Hmm. It's, it's, it's hard not to be hypocritical with, with like, stuff like this, though. Cause yeah. I feel like a lot of speedrunners also like they assume like, especially in like games that are less competitive. Like, I'm the best at this game. I can do anything. And there, there are like speedrunners who like go into games saying, like more popular games from smaller games. Like, I'm they they outwardly say I'm gonna be the best at this game. Or I'm gonna be one of the best at this game because I'm the best in my game. And then they go in, they realize it's so much more competitive. Yeah, they just look like assholes. I mean, that happens, but I mean like. It's the hype, it, dude. It's hard to avoid that because, like, every speedrunner, I think, believes that their game is at least one of the hardest games, right? Right. Because they put so much time into it, but there's no frame of reference for how much other people struggle, too. So everybody thinks, like, mm-hmm. I'm the hardest working speedrunner. Or, like, I am the, the greatest speedrunner ever at this game I do. Nobody else can do it like me because I'm the best. Yeah. But then they go into other games and they see, like, one, that they don't, they don't love the game. First and foremost, if you don't love the game, you can't play it. I, I would never pick up a game that I don't absolutely love. Even if I like it, like, I know I'm, I don't have the personality to really dedicate my time to something that I kind of care about. I have to actually like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, again, um, and two is, like, the, the dedication and the time to put into it. But I, I still think it's never, like, saying, I want to be the best at this game that I've never played before just because I'm good at this game. Or, like, especially, like, like people in chat say that too like oh this this guy's picking up this game he's gonna beat the best player like it, you haven't really seen anything yet you know mm-hmm. i think it's yeah. only fair to make those judgments once you've seen their potential and the time they're willing to put in i think that It'd be interesting um, to see armada armada's picked up galaxy now or odyssey so he's yeah. playing that and i'm sure a lot of people are like oh man he's about to just go off exactly but it's not the same thing you know it's yeah. Games are different. It's surprising so that he started. Games. Surprising that he started Odyssey, considering that he was met. He was talking for months about, I'm about to start Mario 64, and then Odyssey comes out of nowhere. I'm like, oh okay. That makes me feel like he chose Odyssey because it's popular, and he he's worried about. I can I can kind of see like where he's coming from though, because 
he wants to have a bigger stream and mm. he's it's pretty obvious like I've I've seen him at work like he wants to he puts the sub goals up he tries to grow his content on YouTube yeah. like he's trying to make his stream bigger I guess to like prepare for eventually when he retires like I think Mango is like starting to fade out of melee as well right now and he's mm. he's got a big enough stream to support that choice but Armada mm -hmm. like he is melee he has to like he's still just the melee guy he has to differentiate himself Whereas like Mango's already like he's ascended to that level where he can he can do new things and not get criticized for it. Like how hey like cheese, you struggle with that when people say, Why aren't you playing Mario? Stop playing PUBG. But like you want to play PUBG. It's just that like you have to give it time for people to be like, Okay, this guy plays PUBG, like I'm cool with this. I like watching him play it, you know? Yeah. So cheese your races right now. Yeah. Right. I mean they have to wait a bit because no one, when I when we made the, the arrangement, no one mentioned anything about the life savings starting today. And in Spain, it's not the same thing. We don't have it, I don't think. So, like, not yet. Um. So, I did, you know, para, no one told me Parakisa didn't say anything either. So, I didn't know. So, I, get, I hope they would, you know, wait a bit longer <laughs> so we could start it in, like, half an hour or so because, you know, yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, dude, um, going back to the, like when he mentioned PewDiePie and his speedrunning video, I have so much to say about that, but I, I mean, I guess we could, I, I don't know if we should make it like a different kind of topic for a different day, but I mean, I've been man, down to come back on. This was fun. I can't believe that he made a video like that. And I just, oh, I have so many things to say about it. Have you seen the it's video? Not so much. Like, I've seen the video. I've mm. seen part, I've seen part of it, but uh my problem wasn't so much that he was showing rage clips no of course not the, the problem is it's is just the, that the he fact... framed it in a way that made it seem like this is a disease no but this that's that's the, the thing. worst thing in the world the problem is yeah. is the fact that he decides to completely go off on a community that he has no idea about right mm -hmm. so the fact that you would make a video and talk about this whole thing that you have no clue about and you've never put yourself into it is very I don't know what word to use. Obnoxious. Very. It's very stupid in the first place. I'd say it's arrogant, irresponsible. Yeah. Uh, irresponsible. I, yeah. I was about to say that too. It's also irresponsible because like he's PewDiePie. He can do whatever he wants. Mm. Like it's it's kind of a low blow to attack yeah. a, he, such he, a small community, he right? He made that. Yeah. It's, not, it's not that small, by the way. Everyone has this idea that speedrunning is a small community. I don't compared know. to like esports. No, but, right. Yeah. Yeah. So he obviously made the video to just make it a fun video to people look at rage and he would get views on, and he didn't care about shitting on the whole community to do that so that's what i really hate about it it's arrogant completely yeah mm -hmm. and i hate it yeah I, I got through about 10 seconds and i'm just like I, i'm not going to give this person the watch time i'm not going to view his ads over this like it's not worth it right i think at the end of the day though like yeah he framed it that way but there's still going to be people that are curious that come from that video like it's still exposure that is true. Like people who can think for themselves, and I, I don't, I'm not sure if this is like, what do you, what do you think that the target age for speedrunning is? Because I see some people like, like Pancakes who runs a bunch of games. And he's like 14 or 13 years old. Dude, Ouija, who's now, like, getting to like 47. He started when he was 10, apparently. Yeah, And now he's 14, and he's like, he's a top Mario player, and he's getting like really close. To like top five and stuff in seventy. That's stars. awesome. Are you are you excited about that? And he's fourteen. Yeah, I'm really excited. And Tago as well. Tago has thrown away like 
347 is really close. No, Taigo is like 21 or something. Okay. But no, Mario's getting in there. But yeah, I mean, there were parts of the PewDiePie's video that he mentioned, like stuff like, yeah, I get it, you know, the competitiveness and the stuff. But then he would go off and be like, but you people need to stop getting mad, you know, it looks like everyone just gets mad at it. It's like, obviously, that's not true. You don't know what you're yeah, talking like, about. Uh, okay, like people who care, again, with the different types of speedrunning, like we all get mad. Some of us are more expressive, but like, if you've ever done anything competitive, like I know you played, like I'm, I'm talking about like PewDiePie now. I know, like, um, I knew you played volleyball, right, Cheese? Uh, I used to run. Simply, you. What do you uh, play? Anything? I I play tennis, but I've never like gone hard yeah, in sports. Yeah, but you do swimming like, too. You you're, you're a swimming coach, weren't you? I taught swimming to kids. It wasn't yeah. like coaching teams. Well, yeah, but, but yeah. I find it interesting. Like, I think it'd be really cool to make like a spreadsheet and show like the competitive or like athletic histories of some of the more well-known speedrunners and just mm -hmm. see how they compare. I think that'd be really cool to look at. Right. Well, actually, yeah. when you were mentioning about like you having a coach that was so rigorous and you felt like you had ne never yeah. had validation. I mean, I played soccer for 10 years before I played volleyball and my yeah. stepdad was my coach for my whole life. And okay. he was like brutal, you know, it was always every day. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're you, it wasn't enough. You know, I never felt like it was enough either. So I know what you meant by it. I know I have first time experience yeah. with what you mentioned as well. Um, yeah, but I, from that, um, I learned a lot about motivation and stuff, like you said too, and like what it takes to get good at something, you know, doing it every day kind of thing. It's mm. the same I think aspect. that taking, um, it's important because like, I, did you love soccer or you just do it because like, I didn't it was know something you wanted to, you wanted to try it and you wanted to be good at something, right? The feeling of being good at something, even if it's not something you truly love. Well, I started playing soccer when I was good, like, right? When I started playing soccer when I was like eight, so I didn't really, I wasn't old enough to really make my own decisions. Um, I, I yeah. started playing at eight and I loved it until I was like 14. Then I really hated it after. Because when you're a kid, you don't really know what you want, right? Yeah. You my, when I was like 14, I realized I don't want to do this anymore at all. But my stepdad didn't let me qu like quit. So I had to keep playing for like four years more. And it was really torturous. I hated it. I think that any passion you have throughout your life, even if it's for something that you ended up not liking, like... What really makes you great is when you learn how to take that passion and apply it to something that you actually love. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. So, like, when I was a kid, um, the first thing I ever wanted to be, like, you know how when you're a kid, like, I want to be a, a policeman, I want to be a fireman. Like, when I was a kid, like, the first thing I ever wanted to do was be a director and, like, make my own content and stuff like that. <laughs> so, like, when streaming happened upon me through speedrunning, I realized, like, this is what I want to do and I want to put full focus on it. But at the same time, like... I had, I, I think I had the insight to know that it's not appropriate to drop out of college if I've, if I put so much time into it already and I'm almost done. So I'm still yeah. working on that, but like just when I'm, when I'm done with college, I think I just want to do this. And you look back in your life and you see like, what have I done before? How have I improved as a person in certain things I've done, how I felt about it. And then when you find that one thing that you want to do, you just got to like, again, like focus, if you're focused on something as opposed to being focused on several things or dividing your attention or not really sure what direction you're going due to like fear or like, Oh, but college is a safe bet. You know, like you, you get a degree and you get a job, you put mm -hmm. it on a paper, people see who you are. Like this is streaming is a lot more subjective than that. So it's a lot riskier, but um, that, that's why 
it's it's a hard choice to make but i think that people who really focus on full-time streaming can make it if they really care a lot agreed does that fo the idea of focus is like you need to have it otherwise mm -hmm. for a job like this if you're not focused people will forget about you because honestly if you're not if you're not putting your all in why should people care that's the way i think of it like if i if i don't care about this thing why should they yeah of course mm -hmm. that's that's my mentality with speedrunning too that's obvious awesome yeah. and and with streaming there's a lot to do like and and even more so as it twitch grows like they just came out with their now it goes up to what eight years for subscriber badges yeah that's crazy is that yeah. is that something you've already taken care of like you've already gotten all the pictures or I, I think i know what i'm gonna do for it i used to have like um if you guys watched the episode of spongebob with like the um the super acquaintances like when they all become superheroes and spongebob's mm -hmm. the quickster i used to have yeah. like the, uh, the quickster, the quickster. Yeah, when, yeah. I was, like, when, I, when I first started streaming, my profile picture and my mascot on my stream was like the Quickster because like I'm the Quickster, like the SpongeBob speedruns. So that was like my original thing. Like I had the Quickster mask that he had, the glasses with the wings on. That was my original sub badge. So what I'm doing is like since I re when since I rebranded, I put the the S logo on everything. I'm probably mm -hmm. gonna take the old Quickster badges and put them in as my four through eight years. So the people okay. who are subscribed the longest, like eventually like it comes full circle and they get those back. Okay. So I thought that might be like a cool thing to do. I'm not entirely sure. We'll I see. have a question about SpongeBob. Um, the narrator guy or the announcer, the guy that, you know, um, is that the same actor as the guy who plays Plankton? Who? The narrator? So, yeah, the narrator who does like... The, the narrator is actually Tom Kenny, SpongeBob. Oh, okay. Tom uh, well, Kenny so is like the pirate, he's the he's the pirate from the theme song, not not in that game because it's an off-brand, like knockoff theme song because they don't have the rights to play the actual theme song. Mm -hmm. But in the actual SpongeBob show, Tom Kenny is the pirate. He's SpongeBob. He's Gary, and he's also the French narrator. But wow. um, the, the French narrator. Oh wait, right. oh, the, oh two different things. The the announcer fish, you mean? Yes, the right? announcer fish. That yeah, the, the guy. Fish is yeah. Right, the guy on the video game that does the. Yeah, um, yeah, and the boss fights like, oh, right. what an uppercut! Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Stuff like he's that. the uh, Boys he's Plankton. Plankton. right? Okay, interesting. All right, so, um, yeah, my race is soon, so <laughs> yeah. I think we should uh we should go into the Q and A section. Um, All right, sure. We have a few questions here. Um, so we'll start off right away from uh from the Discord channel. Yeah, post the Discord in there. So if you have questions, post them in the hash questions of our Discord. Right. So KC asks, does Shift watch SpongeBob? And what's his favorite episode if he does? Honestly, like I'm like super big on like film and TV and stuff like that. So it's hard to answer that question now after not watching SpongeBob for like ten years, but I do mm -hmm. plan on watching the first three seasons to get an answer for that soon. I like a lot of the second season episodes though, like uh the, the Jelly Spotters episode with uh, Kevin the Sea Cucumber and like the episode Shanghai when they're they're stuck on the ship with um, Squidward and Patrick with like the three alternate endings. I mm -hmm. like this the season two stuff, but I really have to get around to watching those when I have time. Right. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Favorite SpongeBob song? Doug McAuliffe asks. What what SpongeBob songs like? I don't know. I guess like the Dude. the beginning of the episode that is when it starts, or the the general music with the. I don't know. Like, Dude. Um, I guess the theme song. Are there any questions about the game? 
I mean, it could be from the game. Does the game have lots of songs, or just oh, is it just the, like oh, like like OST music from the it game? C- it could be from the game or okay, the yeah, show, like, whichever I'd, one. I'd say like my favorites from the game are like the the downtown soundtrack that we were listening to earlier, simply, and um, also I'd say like the that was a good song. A pretty good one, yeah. The sliding music when you're on your tongue and sliding. It's also good. The game has a lot of good soundtracks. That's why it's a lot of fun to play as well. Cool. The soundtracks in the game make it feel like you're in SpongeBob. Paired with the dialogue and the, the bright, optimistic colors of it. It's a really good game. But mm-hmm. the soundtrack, I think, ties it together completely, I'd say. Okay, awesome. Um, Hackass SSBM, he asks, has the community considered notching the OG Xbox controller? It's not a hardware mod on the Xbox, so it's still con- is it is it still considered cheating? The thing is, like with with notching, is that like there are some tricks like where the angles are so precise that that notching it would be a disadvantage. So there are some things that are advantageous and some that are disadvantageous. I think, but really? aside aside from that, like opinions aside, um, I, I'm not I don't really know. Like we've, we've talked about like you can't modify your controller. By, with like obviously turbo is bullshit you should never be allowed to use turbo buttons in speed running uh, you're not you're not allowed to modify your console to use a game controller but and stuff like that mm-hmm. xbox 360 that's all banned um we've we've never really discussed notching but i think it's just like generally it's accepted that like doing stuff like that there's there was a guy who so for example for cheap percent like you have to hold down the two triggers and enter the inputs on the um on the like the buttons on the controller into the cheat codes for cheap percent and there was a guy who admitted to putting rubber bands on the triggers to press the buttons and not have to hold them down while he's pressing the buttons so it's kind of like the guitar hero stuff where people put a rubber band on the the green button for through the fire and the flames and mm-hmm. tap along with the one button held down by a rubber band and that's considered to be cheating so like stuff like that has come up and we've talked about like the ability like should we allow people to do stuff like that Notches haven't come up yet because I don't think anybody's really thought about doing it. I think that um, after a while, people eventually like get used to not having notches. I was but, about to say that it just comes down yeah. to a, a matter of just getting so used to it that it really doesn't make a. Difference. I think it's a matter of like a it's a barrier to entry more than a a peak level issue. Right. Because the game is like um, I could see how notches would help in a game like Mario sixty four, where or like Melee where. Either it's two-dimensional, like in Melee, or in Mario 64, you have like a few different angles. You, you press a button, it turns consistently every time. So if you have a notch angle, like you know the angle, it's easy. You know what I mean? But like mm-hmm. with SpongeBob, the the move, the flicking the, the camera is just so precise, especially for like setting up tricks like Sponge Glide. You have to flick it around so slightly that it's so feel-based that like I feel like a notch would almost be in the way for something like that. You know? Right. It's a very feel-based game. It's really uh, hard to explain unless you played it. Okay. Vita asks, "How long do you see yourself playing BFVB, and where do you see your stream in a few in a few years? Do you plan on branching out to other speed games and taking those seriously?" So I want to take Sunshine seriously eventually, but I'm not sure when because I got into it just to put my foot in the door, get my feet wet, and learn some of the strats. So that way, like by getting that small amount of experience, I can watch people play the game and learn from it more. Because trust me, like when you're starting speed running. I know, like, the question's from Nick, so obviously he knows. He's the Odyssey world record holder. But, like, for anybody who's thinking about speedrunning, you think you're retaining a lot more information when you watch someone speedrun than you actually are. 
and you'll retain a lot more information after you get your first run done. That's why I always say, like, learn the game, do stress that lets you finish, and then you can start watching people and start retaining that knowledge because you've done it before and see what differences are between your run and their run. So that's why I picked up Sunshine and kind of like immediately said, I'm going to hammer out this run, get a time that isn't completely abysmal, just so I can understand enough about the game to learn from it when I watch it. So on my spare time, I watch like Sunshine streamers and I watch like VODs of like Sunshine strats just to like pick up more knowledge of the game. So when I eventually have time to go back to it, I can get better at it. But that's a game that I really like a lot and I want to get better at it. But for now, like SpongeBob, I can, it's, it's hard to say how long I'll be playing it because I haven't gotten to the point where I'm like, I feel like I can't improve yet. Like I'm still really, really hungry to beat my time. So it's hard to say like years down the road where I'll be. And of course there are a lot of different categories for the game. Like 100% yeah. is something I really want to focus on eventually. And that's going to take way longer to optimize than any percent. Um, NG Plus is also a lot of fun. I want to focus on that as well. Um, there are just a lot of categories and strats and stuff to work on. The game, I've only been running it seriously for two years. So I'd like to at least get, I, I can't even say like where, <laughs> how long I want to play until I stop because it's just so far in the future. It's like, to yeah. me, it's only the beginning. Like I want to keep playing a lot. And again, my, my stream loves it and it's supported on it so that's another reason why i like doing it too it's something that i can just I'm, i know i'm good at it and i can just come on here every day and do it and have fun mm -hmm. with it awesome cool shift are you gonna make another pie video for pie video for pie day on wednesday oh uh, i actually should the pumpkin pie we had like a a pumpkin pie gag on uh on halloween right i took a pumpkin pie and i dumped it on my head so, <laughs> nice. we, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I actually considered that. We'll, 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 we'll see. Okay. Hasfar asks, what is your favorite part about the community's growth over the last year and a half? So a year and a half puts us at um, around the time when my YouTube channel probably started to get a lot more traction. I think the best part is that not only are we getting a lot of people into the game, but they're all passionate people. Like you saw like the ratio of submitted runs to the number of players on the board is actually incredible. Like the game yeah. has only like 200 or so players, but we have like 1400 full runs. Awesome. Mm. And those people are so dedicated, but that dedication also trickles down to finding strats and the motivation people have to improve the run itself. Cause here's the thing, like if you pick up this game, they're not picking it up to get world record because like, obviously that's like a long way ahead if anybody ever thought about doing something like that. And I always talk about it on the stream, like speedrunning is what you make of it. It's not about the world record. It's not about being the best. Just do what you want to do. If being the best is something you eventually want to do, that's fine. But picking it up, you just like let yourself, not force yourself into a mindset because you might enjoy it more doing um, like doing it for fun or doing it sometimes competitively or, or not taking it as seriously. Like you never know what you're going to enjoy doing. So you should let yourself have that experience. But um. What was I saying about, um, uh, oh yeah, the, the dedication, right? So um, people have found so many strats and they're so motivated to find things to improve the run because the community is more about like rallying behind the world record and, and helping like find strats to improve the time because we all feel the same way. Like this is a game we want to have more respect in speed running and we want to make it something really cool. And by like improving the strats that are used in the world record, and finding new, like, really crazy things to do. Like, that just makes the game look so much better. 
And of course, it's also about people wanting to improve their own times and, and compare to their friends and, and make new friends. That's also great too. But I think a, a big focus on this game is about improving the optimal strats for the game and not just like trying to be the best at it, which is what I like too. It's like very, it's very game oriented, which is why um, stuff like, like tassing when Hazel's putting together the tasks and a few of us are like talking about routing and stuff, it's all very enjoyable because we all care just as much about the progress of the game strats and stuff like that. Right. Hmm. Cool. Um, you want to pick a question, Cheese? Or how are you feeling? you want to start prepping for your... When are you making the new tutorials? Mm. Sometime this week. I have the splits Ooh. made up, actually. I have the uh, the splits with, like, the number of spatulas and number of socks after each sub-split. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I got that made up, made the route. I just nice. kind of, like, uh, sat down and thought about it. I know the game well enough to be able to route, like, without playing it, though. So, like... I just thought like this goes here, this goes there. This is what you should have here. So I haven't really actually like played any any of the route yet. I'm probably gonna like walk through it myself to make sure it works before I do it. But uh, that's that's coming soon. Yeah. Sick. Also, like another thing too is like I wanted to get that done before GDQ submissions go through because I think it like it would really encourage them to consider the game more if it's getting a lot more attention and it's more popular at this time. Awesome. And with all the new strats and 56 happening soon and people picking up the game, I think it's, I think we have a good shot. I'm hope I'm hoping for it. Awesome. Uh, I guess we could take it like one more question. Sure. Uh, I let's see which one here. If we take one more, what advice would you give to BFBB runners or speed runners in general? What's what's one thing you've learned? So important. Also, adding on to that question, I saw somebody asked earlier about getting into any percent that a, their friend wanted to get into it and they wanted to know um, uh, what advice you can give him to the, get into any percent. Tutorial in the chat, like the sure, current yeah. one. Sure. All right, let Just me sending a Discord it. and I'll post it in chat. Yeah, let me find it. But I'm going to upload the new tutorial to the same channel, so. Um, I, I again I, I say this a lot I'd recommend um, trying to learn with this first but if you have trouble like definitely don't wait for the new one because this is still going to give you experience but if you eventually want to look at the new one then that'll probably help you as well like as supplement definitely if you want to learn it don't wait for the new one because anything can happen like if something happens I have to go somewhere or I can't get it done by the end of the week you don't want to have to wait you know if you're interested, I'd say just go for it. And that's that goes into my advice about what to give to speedrunners because I think just like if you want to do something, you should do it. Or if, if you don't want to do something, like if you're not enjoying it, like people, I think people often think that I force myself to play battle. And I, I often exaggerate a lot saying I do. But I'll, honestly, I really don't. Like every day I feel motivated to play for a long period of time. There's never really a moment, or at least there hasn't been for a while, when I was like, I don't want to play this game, you know? Like people mm -hmm. think that um, my mentality is forcing myself to play. I don't force myself to play really. I just, I know how much I have to play to get where I want to be. And so I do that because I want to do it. I have like the internal motivation to play as much as I do because I know the outcome of it. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, if you don't want to play a run, like odds are if you, if you stop and come back when you want to play again, you'll do much better. Yeah. Like very pretty true. much it's all based on feel. Tricks are based on feel. Your motions toward the runner based on feel. 
if you want to do something, you'll know inside that you want to do it. Don't don't pick up a game just because you think it's the most popular game or because it's unpopular. It's like you have to just kind of know like why you want to do something. And, and sometimes the answer won't be clear, but again, like deciding to pick on pick up SpongeBob and make it something big, like that's something that I just kind of knew I wanted to do. I didn't really think about it much. It's just like, you know, when people ask why SpongeBob, I'm just like, I don't know. It's a, it's a good game, I guess. <laughs> Cool. Well, I guess that is all. Cheese has his race coming up, but yo, if you're into SpongeBob, you enjoyed the podcast, follow Shift. He's a god gamer. <laughs> Going to get that 56 soon, hopefully. Big game, big plays. Yeah, dude. Well, and, I thoroughly uh, enjoyed it. 5701. Yeah. It's happening soon. Yeah, I had fun, dude. This, this was good. I'd be down to do it again sometime mm-hmm. once you like. I guess if you get through the cycle of all the people you want to have on here, right. I'd totally yeah. be down to come back on and talk about yeah. some new stuff as well. This, cool. this episode was just as long as the last one, almost three hours. Yeah. Flew by, honestly. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Great. Covered a uh, lot. It was a pleasure. Was this even like mostly about motivation? We covered so much, a lot of different right. things. Yeah. Yeah, we just kind of picked something to have like a a goal of like things to like a yeah. thing to talk about. But or yeah, like what was the? I like the I... free form though. I like that we just kind of ba- like bounced off each other and picked new things right. to talk about. I That's think cool. I chose. Yeah. I think we chose motivation a lot because we, at least I th- I know that you personally have a really good sense of motivation because you always have it. So yeah, yeah, and we talked about the actual games went for like a, two hours. <laughs> so because um, yeah, no, people like it's so hard to look at that game and understand what's going on you got to explain so much you know yeah that's good all right well um goodbye <laughs> all right so who's our next guest next monday sim next monday we have i believe nin did it nin did it okay so the the almighty Nindeda. Okay, so the almighty. You actually mentioned him earlier. Shift, yeah. Nindeda is, yeah, a god among men in speedrunning as well. He's, that guy is an inspiration. He's very inspirational when it comes to speedrunning. He's very competitive. I think the most competitive speedrunner I know. Uh, he has world record in any percent for SMS. Mm-hmm. Um, That's crazy. <laughs> the fact that he hasn't played in a year and people still have not beaten, beaten his him. time. Yet. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> so nuts. So we'll have Nindera next week and um, mm-hmm. same time, same day. And thank you so much, Shift, for being our guest. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. It, it was a pleasure to have you, Shift. I, I always love talking learned to you so guys. much. This time, not drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I should you, you'll get drunk again, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I say I won't, but I will, probably. You will. Everyone does. Simply, he's going to be 21. Okay. Oh yeah, baby! I can actually drink. I have never drank before. It's illegal, so uh, I don't yeah, know what sure. that's like. So I'm yeah. excited. Never, never drank at a like. restaurant. <laughs> not even yeah. once. You totally did not chuck down a cup of wine at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Expensive ass. For uh, okay. Um. So, your Twitch is shift. What is your Twitter? Give us a rundown. Where can we follow you? Uh, Twitter yeah. is at shift underscore runs. I shit post on there a lot, so. It's worth following. <laughs> is it like that? Oh, what? Yeah, like that. Yeah, that's like that. Yep. Uh, YouTube is slash slash shift ss. But honestly, like, if you just post like my speedrun.com profile, all my stuff is linked in there. Right. Like okay. all my different pro. Discord link is discord.gg slash shift. So then, in your link, you can just go in there. We have like seventeen hundred people on that Discord. A lot of. Hey. 
Fantastic. It's popping. Damn. Awesome. The audio of the last 30 seconds of this podcast was corrupted. Luckily, the only audio lost was the outro. Sorry for the inconvenience.